Day is done. Gone the sun. From the lake. From the hills. From the sky. All is not well. And none of us can safely rest But God is nigh The 2019 football season is over, Hurricane fans. It's been put to bed. Thank goodness. A 6-7 and seven finish. Losses to FIU, to Duke, and Louisiana Tech to end the season. It's unfathomable, really. Even more distressing for everyone is that the one man who holds the keys to the U doesn't appear inclined to do very much about it. We started out the last 24 hours talking on the message boards at canesport.com about all options being on the table. And they were, as we woke up this morning. But from what we've been hearing today, one by one, they seem to be falling by the wayside. Status quo seems acceptable. Urban Meyer possibly interested in coming to Miami. Doesn't appear Miami's interested in even considering that. In fairness, it would cost a lot of money. We heard that factions of the university reached out to the camp of Mario Cristobal to see if there was an opening there. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't seem to be much interest in bringing Mario Cristobal home. Alonzo Highsmith, the VP of player personnel for the Cleveland Browns, sitting there making himself available to Blake James since mid-October as the Miami Hurricanes continued to be the laughingstock of college football with a roster not even close to good enough, a personnel department not even close to good enough, a situation in the local community not even close to good enough. We don't believe that Blake James has yet to even call Alonzo Highsmith, who remains, from what sources tell us, ready to come to town 
in an assistant AD, football general manager, whatever you want to call it, role, and try to bring some semblance of respect back to the football program that he had a great part in putting on the map. That the former players that he represents had a great role in putting on the map. That now is a depressing, just a depressing, um, God, I don't even know what word to use. It's, 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 it's not even close to being what it once was. And nobody seems to really care, other than the fan base, which is having to stomach all of this. And that's why we're taking up the fight and keep pounding the table. So the people that are spending their hard-earned money on tickets, who are making donations to the Hurricane Club, who are buying merchandise at the stores, who are spending money to travel to road games, to watch this team not able to score a point against Louisiana Tech. And it's all just supposed to be okay for everybody. They're playing the fan base for fools, putting on a little show to try to quiet the noise. Dan Enos was fired today. Dan Enos. Remember the fanfare a year ago when Dan Enos was lured from Alabama? Had options to go to Georgia, could have stayed at Bama, chose to come to Miami to be the offensive coordinator with the system that was going to bring motion that Mark Rick didn't have the common sense to use. He was going to bring motion to the offense. Well, I got a feeling Dan Enos didn't do his homework very well. I don't think he really realized he didn't have any, a quarterback in the program, didn't not have a representative offensive line in the program, did not have a wide receiver who could be a consistent playmaker in the program. Yet was expected to be in the ACC championship game. And now everybody hates him. The worst coach in America. No idea what he's doing. Wrong system. Should have run the spread. We're hearing it all. Some of it. Probably correct. I think if Dan Enos had to do it all over again, he probably cuts his offense down to about 15, 20 plays that people could actually execute from his quarterbacks on down. Who, by the way, decide not to show up for practices in the middle of game week. Blow curfews. Are off doing all kinds of other stuff. The college kids do when they're supposed to be doing film study. The hidden story of this 2019 Miami Hurricane football season. I guarantee you, Dan Enos didn't know he was walking into all of that back a year ago when he arrived in great fanfare. Was on that yacht with Manny Diaz that pulled into the wharf in Miami to that booster event. Shouting the new Miami as the fans serenaded him with motion, motion, motion. Remember how happy everybody was? Well, didn't work out quite the way (laughs) I think everybody expected. So now Danny Nose is fired. 
But what does that really mean? Who is Manny Diaz going to hire to replace him that is going to be a coaching upgrade? I checked on LSU passing game coordinator Joe Brady today. He is the um, really the, the hottest the talk of college football right now for what he did with that passing game at LSU and the quarterback Joe Burrow who won the Heisman Trophy. Going to probably get a salary bump up to about 1.5 million, which is in the neighborhood of what Dan Enos is making. We hear Manny Diaz would love to hire Joe Brady, just like everybody else. Joe Brady's not coming here into this situation. Change head coaches. Put a Mario Cristobal in that spot. Now you might be talking. Joe Brady grew up in Broward County, grew up in Pembroke Pines, grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan. I was told today he might consider that. But doesn't look like that's in the cards. Now, in fairness to the Board of Trustees, as the conversations went on today, you have to understand how hard it would be to stomach spending what probably is about $30 million to bail out Blake James for the mistake that he made a year ago today that he is yet to admit to making and has yet to own up to as he disrespects people who want to help like Mario Cristobal, like Alonzo Highsmith. One time have we heard, you know what, I made a mistake. No, he's not going to say that. And I don't blame Manny Diaz one bit. I've said this over and over. Manny Diaz had every reason to want the head coaching job at the University of Miami. I'd love to have it. Wouldn't you? Instant millions, 15 million bucks, nobody in your family ever having to work a day again in their life if they don't want to. Any of us would take that. And I don't blame Manny Diaz one bit. And Manny has done the best he can do this year, without a doubt. I don't blame him at all. He thought he was hiring a good offensive coordinator in Dan Enos. He put together the best staff that he could as a first-time head coach who did not have a track record of excellence and success in college football to inspire the best coaches in the college game to come work for him here at Miami. He reached out to his friends, to people he could trust, and he put together the best coaching staff he could. And they're all good guys. Blake Baker, Ephraim Banda, John Patkey. Trust me, anyone out there listening tonight would go have a beer with any one of these guys. There's not one guy on that staff who's underperforming their resume. I've been saying it the entire year. And yeah, everyone has every reason to be mad over the results, but there's not one of them that brought a track record into this program that they did not meet in this football season. This is what you buy when you make a mistake like Blake James made a year ago. And now the Board of Trustees is faced with the dilemma of spending $30 million to bail him out of that mistake. I, it, it, you know, it, 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 People have been talking about it. Some people have said, some people are willing to put up money for certain things and all that. It's a lot of money. And you know, right now, as we sit here 24 hours later, nothing has materialized other than Dan Enos getting fired. We'll continue to monitor it. 
Hopefully, Alonzo Highsmith will at some point get to have a conversation with Blake James and tell him what he thinks about what he sees in this football program. Because I know how broken it is. And I, and, and, and I can get why Blake James might not want to hear it. Because everything he hears is going to be failure on the part of an athletic director who has been here for seven years. Who refuses to own it. He's going to hear that the personnel department is not even in the stratosphere of where it needs to be. He's going to hear that there's two players on a 75-man roster who are projected to be drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. That Miami is going to war with a roster that doesn't even come close to matching up to the level that this program is expected to be. And everyone is left with compromising on their standards if they don't want to be miserable. And that's a joke, okay? I'm sorry, that's a joke. And that's why I've been pounding the tables on behalf of the Canes Nation for several weeks now. I saw this coming. I saw this coming a year ago. I tried to buy in to the whole new Miami thing, thought maybe this team could win nine games this season as opposed to six. But you could see it getting progressively worse as the year went on. The greatest moment, the Louisville game. Jaron Williams, all those touchdown passes, looking so great. How did he build on that? By going mentally AWOL before the FIU game. And I'm not going to go into details because he's a kid. But just trust me on that. And leaving Dan Enos, the guy that just got fired, with a quarterback room full of misfits, where his top three quarterbacks were mentally missing in action for the game that ended up humiliating this program. Absolutely humiliating this program. So, yeah, so Enos is fired. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, strike up the band, start the parade, whatever. In the coming days, we'll see what that means. Does it mean Larry Fedora? Maybe. He didn't get the offensive coordinator job at Texas. Doesn't look like he's going to get a head coaching job in this cycle. He shares an agent with Manny Diaz. Maybe he could get talked into gambling on trying to make something out of this mess. That's the Miami offense right now. That didn't even come close to scoring a point in the Independence Bowl against Louisiana Tech. Rich Rodriguez had a great year at Ole Miss. He's now on the market. David Yost, Texas Tech, they're all fresh names. But are are any of them going to be able to run a better offense with this personnel and all these problems than Dan Enos did? I guess we're going to get to see. The word we're hearing tonight is that the defensive staff is looking like it will remain intact. The Mike Rumpf being fired rumors that were thrown around this morning by people looking for probably looking for attention and clicks. We've seen it before by those same people a year ago when a false report after false report was put out during when Manny Diaz was assembling a staff the first time. Right now, from what we're hearing, it looks like Mike Rumpf is not going to be fired. So we'll see how that plays out moving forward. And it looks like the defensive staff might be kept intact. 
On the offensive side, we expect to see receivers coach Taylor Stubblefield and offensive line coach Butch Barry to depart. Nothing's been made official yet. That's what we're expecting. So looks like about three coaching changes. About a third of the staff is going to get replaced. Is that enough to quiet a fan base that justifiably sees Blake James as a problem and Manny Diaz in over his head as Miami's head coach? We'll talk about all of that and more tonight on a much-needed Friday night edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and I welcome you again to Canesport Live, presented this year by Sicilian Oven Restaurants, with six locations throughout the South Florida area. At Sicilian Oven, no matter how poorly the Canes play, no matter how many games are lost, you will not only love the taste, but you will always, 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 always taste the love. As always, this is your show. It will be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. Over 100 open phone lines. Plenty of room for everybody to call and participate. You know the drill by now. You hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, it puts you in the queue. We bring you on the show in the order that you land in the queue. All right, so as a continuation, everyone wants to know what will happen next. I can tell you it's a a divided Keynes nation. Absolutely is. There are people who want to jettison James, see him as the problem. There's a group that wants Cristobal in here sooner rather than later. The tentacle that looked into whether Urban Meyer might be interested. Joe Brady. There are a lot of people out there who have an interest in finding ways to make this program better. One man holds the keys. And right now he seems content to put on a little show as the Canes Nation watches in anguish. Put out a tweet last night that was just absolutely ridiculous. A carbon copy of the same tweet that he sent out a year ago after the pinstripe bowl game in New York. Here, I'm going to read it for you for those that didn't see it. Tonight's game was a disappointing finish to a season that fell well below the high standards of the University of Miami football program. Manny Diaz is the right leader for our program, but clearly changes are necessary and expected. Manny is in the process of making a full assessment of the football program, including coaches and staff. I remain committed to the young men in our locker room, and I'm excited to welcome our new recruits to the U family. We will continue to tirelessly provide the resources needed to get this program back to competing for ACC and national championships. Now, listen to the one from a year ago, okay? after the pinstripe bowl. Our football team's performance tonight and at other times this season is simply unacceptable to all of us who love the U. I'm committed to getting U of football back to national prominence, and that process is underway. 
We will compete for ACC and national championships, and I know that Coach Rick is alongside me in that commitment to excellence. He's alongside him for two more days. Mark Rick ran away. So listen, I know I'm being a little hard on Blake, but Blake has let everyone down big time, and everyone's feeling it, and I've been listening to it for more than 24 hours. My phone has not stopped ringing. My emails have been pounding. Didn't get very much sleep. Was on the phone into the wee hours of the morning, listening to people, hearing people out. There's a lot of anger out there, a lot of discontent, and a lot of people very disappointed in Blake James. We'll see what happens from here. I can tell you this unequivocally. If there were a will, Alonzo Highsmith could be in the building as a football GM. Mario Cristobal could be on his way into the building as a new head coach. Joe Brady could be on his way into the building as an offensive coordinator. And the entire mood in the room could be changed from one of anger and despair to absolute hope and optimism and excitement. As someone who's been here for more than 40 years, I can tell you that it is difficult to watch and hard to believe. But, like I said, there's a reality that everyone has to face, and that is it isn't necessarily going to be worth 30 to $40 million to the Board of Trustees to bail out the football program. That's the cost of the mistake that Blake James made a year ago. Diaz is residual damage to that decision. The Canes Nation is paying the price. And here we are on Friday night. And with that, let's get to your calls and see what you have to say. Again, the number, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. I have invited Blake James to join us tonight. To this point, he has not accepted. But I'm still hopeful because I know a lot of you would like to hear what he has to say. And other than that tweet last night, he hasn't, he's not, hasn't said a word really the whole season or well, I guess since October 30th when he was on Kane Sport Live. So let's go out to the 941. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Hi, Gary. It's Meister Kane. Looks like I beat Greg to the punch again. Yes, you did, man. You, yeah, you hammered him once well. again. So what's up, Mikester? What do you think about the uh, Independence Bowl? Gary, I'm downright, I'm downright pissed. You know, there is a lot of anger. Okay, and what you said what, about Blake's uh, tweet there, is that the best he can do? Really? That's all he's got? Come on. I thought it was Come embarrassing. On, it was embarrassing. This is a joke. I mean, Mike, sir, I can't believe what I'm watching. I just can't believe it. I mean, well, what's it going to take to get the keys away from him? If he's holding the keys to the nukes, you know, what, what's it going to take to get him away from them? we got to get his you, attention. You know, he's got to admit to his mistakes. I mean, this is, this is stupid. This is asinine. Come on. I mean. Why do all of us see it and nobody that matters and does? He doesn't. And he doesn't. He doesn't see this? Come on. Wait. Wake up. What planet are you on? Hello? I don't know, Gary. I, 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 I don't know. Okay. 
let, let me say this. In the past, in 1992, I was a former wide receivers coach, all right, for a high school football team that I graduated in upstate New York, okay? If I was offered the job at the University of Miami, you know what I would say? No way. I don't care if you offer me $5 million a year. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would be embarrassed. It's a total embarrassment. Manny is way over his head. He's way over his head. And I'm not knocking on Manny. I like Manny. I like the staff. Okay. But, yeah. I don't think anybody doesn't like Manny. It's not about Manny. It's not about Manny it's the person. Manny. No, no, I agree with you on that one, bud. But, but I gotta tell you, he's not experienced. He has zero experience. Okay. He doesn't belong there. He doesn't. I'm sorry to say, he just doesn't belong there. This was the wrong hire. And Blake needs to own up to it. And he hasn't doing that. And I don't get why. You don't get why. We don't get why. But what we need to do is make a lot of noise. Yeah, let's just go do what Florida State did and wait 10 months and be in the same place we're in now to save a couple million dollars. How'd that That's work exactly out? That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly they, what's they went and got They got Kendall Bryles and they got Jim Levitt, and it changed absolutely nothing. Right. And the same thing. You think Manny Diaz is going to hire two uh, coaches with those kind of credentials? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not a chance in hell. Not a chance in hell. The, the obvious solution's right there. It's not a silver platter. You got Mario, you got Urban. Come on. But James is on another planet. And it's like, hello, is anybody home? Is anybody home? Think, well, James, think. What are you doing? Come on. Now in, in, now, in fairness, they would have to pay for it. Let's be fair. It's not fair. But it is. But it doesn't have to be this way, Gary. That's the point. This has been going on for 15 years. How much longer does this have to happen? Another 15 years? I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Gary. I'm I'm just I'm lost for words, really. I I'm lost for words. They're they're gonna Mikester. They're gonna wait 10 months, and you know what's gonna happen in this 10 months? It's gonna yeah. morph into a, it's gonna morph into another five-year rebuild. Because they're not going to have the recruiting class in 2021 that they could have if everything were were in a better place, and it's going to oh, it's yeah. going to be it's going to become a five year rebuild all over again, and that's what they're doing by saving the money. Right. What I heard was I don't know if this is true or not. The university has a billion dollar endowment. Okay. They do. If you spend thirty thirty forty million dollars, what is that? Three four percent of a billion. It, it's the interest. You know, it, and you don't yeah, even have to spend I, the whole thing because you would be able to raise some money. Let's say it's thirty right. million, and let's say you raise, let's say you raise half, and the university funds half. Yeah, fifteen million, fifteen million from us, and the university pays pays the other half. That would right. work. Yeah, like but why isn't anybody getting creative about this? I I don't get it. I I don't know, Gary. I just don't get it. I'm lost. I lost for words. You know, everybody. I know everybody in Kings Nation is is insane right now. You know, everybody's pissed. You know, and we have. Listen, I'm I'm doing I'm doing everything I can to pound. I you know I understand that I represent a lot of you guys because you know I have a voice and not everybody you know has the benefit of a voice and I'm pounding the tables for you guys. Because you, you know, you guys are, you know, not everybody 
has unlimited funds and you know people work right. hard every day and Miami football's yeah. their passion and they take their hard earned dollars and, and and put it into supporting the program and everything else and for these people to sit on their high horse and 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 think that it's okay to give them this kind of product and to saddle them with this with with this kind of program for 15 years I know people that are spending tens of thousands of dollars on yep. tickets and, and boxes and everything else to support this program, and Blake James is 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 just thumbing his nose at everybody. Yeah, you know it's not fair. It's it's not fair and it's not right. It's not okay, Blake James. It's not okay. Get get your head out of your ass and smell the coffee. He's not the best man for the job. Do something, please. Do something. Right? I mean, you have former you have former players, Mikester. Okay, yeah. and 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 I and I listen. I, I you know I, I get a lot of debate on the message boards and stuff about oh you know Gary's yeah. obsessed with Mario. Okay, let me tell you something. I'm looking at a former player that I watched from the time he was 18 years old, freaking spill yeah. his blood every day on that practice field, every day in that yeah, stadium. I, I think he had like six or seven surgeries in his time at the University of Miami, who has spent his entire professional life building a resume worthy of being the head coach at the University of Miami. He is the talk yeah. of the Pac-12, the talk of the Pac-12. He is burying yeah. everybody on the West Coast, out recruiting everybody. Yeah. Um, he's in the Rose Bowl. And you're telling me he can't even get a phone call? from the athletic director at Miami? Are you freaking kidding me? Alonzo Highsmith, who paved the way for all this, who has risen through pro football, who now is the vice president of player personnel at the Cleveland Browns, who is saying, I will put my career in pro football on the side to come help you people fight your way out of the problems that you created in diminishing this program to the laughing stock of the game, losing to FIU and Louisiana Tech, and he can't even get a damn phone call from the athletic director after after the word is passed to, through some of the most influential people at this university that he would be receptive to coming and helping. And all he's asking is, please, just match my salary, and I will come do it, and he can't get a phone call? Man, Hell yeah, yeah, we're pounding the table. Hell yeah. And I'll I'll yeah. take on anybody on the message board that wants to battle this out because I'm going to keep pounding the table because this what we are witnessing is disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. It's Absolutely disrespectful disgusting. and it's it is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting, Gary. Absolutely disgusting. And I know you're the loudest voice. Well, I'm going to be loud too, damn it. And everybody else in Kane's Nation has got to be loud with you, with me. Everybody, make noise. We got to make noise. We got to, you know, do something about getting Blake James. You know, go to his office and freaking protest. Make noise. That's what we got to do. Fly the planes over over the Hex Center with the banners and say, Blake, wake up. What are you doing? You know, anything. We got to make a lot of noise. We got to, and and the noise has to get really loud, really, really loud, in order for him to do something. I don't know if that'll work, but it's we got to do something, Gary. I mean, this is totally disgusting. You're right, totally disgusting, totally ridiculous. It doesn't need to be this way. It doesn't. 
doesn't need to be this way at all. All right, Mikester. Well, I better let you go, bud. I know uh, there's other people that want to get on the line here, but that's how I wanted to start it off. All right? Thanks, man. Thanks for being part of it. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Happy New Year to you, bud. Take care. Same to you. Yep. All right. All right. 563-999-3633-563-999-3633. You hit the number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 845. I think that's our man, Greg. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How would you like the Independence Bowl, Greg? Oh, it was great. It was fabulous. Okay. I'm going to repeat what I said two weeks ago. Manny Diaz is a snake oil salesman, okay? He criticized Mark Wick's offense, and our offense is much worse than it was last year, okay? Blake James, you said he made one mistake? How about extending uh, Golden's contract? How about hiring Mark Wick? A, a burnt-out coach, and now this guy, Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz, you've been saying it, it's part of the problem. This is a four-year thing, Gary. We're 13-16 and 16 in our last 29 games. Manny Diaz has been there for each and every one of those games, okay? He is atrocious. He can't recruit. He can't coach. I saw five players on that field yesterday giving effort. Rousseau, Patchen, Quarterman, Brooks, and Osborne. That's it. The quarterbacks were out to lunch. Tate Martell looked like a freaking fifth grader running around, had no intention of throwing the football. How is he a five-star recruit? What the hell were these recruiting services looking at? Are you kidding me? I'm watching the 30 for 30, the U, the other day, and they showed the stands before Schnellenberger got there. There was nobody in the stands. Burger King was giving out tickets. That's what's going to happen if they don't get rid of this Manny Diaz and Blake James. They're going to screw up the entire 2021 recruiting class, which is a great collection of talent. We've already lost four top recruits in that class already. This cannot go on, Gary. The guy Meister just said there's a billion-dollar endowment. Come on. Give me a – something's got to be done. We lost the fourth – Golden didn't even lose to non-Power 5 teams. Even Mark Wick. This has got to change, Gary. And you, I'm not a big Mario guy, but I would take him in a heartbeat instead of this clown show. All right, thank you. That's all I got to say. All right, Greg. Thanks for being part of the show. Well, I mean, yeah, I think everyone agrees it has to change. But, like, if they're not changing it, what's everyone going to do? I mean, obviously, you're hearing all this talk. Oh, I'm not going to renew my tickets. I'm not going to go to the games. I'm not going to go to the stadium. Uh, you know, by then it's too late. Anyway, it's like a new a new season will have started. 
Blake James will have won. He will have gotten you to September. And that's what he's counting on, that he can get you to September. Once he has you in September, you become engaged in the new season. And you know what? If Manny flames out again, now he's going to replace him, just like FSU did with Willie Taggart. Where did it get them? How do you not see the mistakes? Let's say you're not smart enough on your own to recognize the problem you have. Let's, let's say that. How do you not look at the mistakes that Florida State just made in the exact same situation when their athletic director hired the wrong guy for their job? It immediately was obvious that Willie Taggart was totally fraudulent and in over his head at Florida State. They knew it a year ago. Decided to wait. Too expensive. What they save? A couple million dollars? They still ended up having to pay him $17 million. All right, so let's say Manny has four years left at $3 million a year. Let's say they owe him $12 million right now. So a year from now, they own, they're going to owe him $9 million or $8 million or whatever? That makes a difference? A few million dollars to put everybody through this misery? It's a joke. I'm sorry. I got to call it what it is. It's a total freaking joke. And I have a major problem with the disrespectful way that I've seen people treated who I have known for a very long time who deserve way better than the disrespect that they're getting from the athletic director and in some cases beyond the athletic director. 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the 786 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, my friend, how are you? What's up, everything? You told us, didn't you? Well, I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna let you piss everybody off by by, by bragging. I'm gonna come out and say it that from the beginning of the season, you called this. And you you know me well enough to know how much it hurts to be right, correct, Gary? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know you that well. But you, um, whether it hurts well, you or not, you, you were 100% I'm, I'm, correct. I'm hurt. Well, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, 10 years ago to this day, I, did, I joined Kane Sports. And not being uh, a young guy involved with technology and the Internet and all that stuff, uh, being very elementary or at best, um, what I loved was the, was the articles and the updates and then I got involved a little bit like five years later to the boards, and that didn't work out well for me uh, based on me being sincere and, 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 and being honest and, and, and saying what I see. What I see is what, what I share. But I want to commend you for the last six weeks. And although we've differed and we've argued, the commitment that you have shown every day to point out what's needed here and now the demands, because what you're doing now is – you're speaking for all of us. You're demanding what needs to be done. And I applaud you. I respect you tremendously for doing this because at this stage, you're the only one really that's in our corner. I want to start off by sharing the word accountability with you. When you're a head coach, you're held accountable based on two factors, the assistants that you hire and the kids that you sign. Your well-being is in the hands of those parties like it or not. When you're the athletic director, you're held accountable to a higher degree, to a higher standard, kind of, because your well-being is in the hands of the head coaches you hire, the assistants they hire, and the kids they recruit and sign. 
When a coach screws up, he's held accountable. You don't win, you get fired. In major college athletics, and Gary, I've got 40 years of experience. Now, makes in January, it's 40 years I've been involved in athletics, collegially, athletically, you name it. When you don't produce, there are ramifications. And it sucks to have your family have to endure the ramifications when you don't do well. But that's the business. That's the profession. And you know that going in. But as athletic directors, man, you've got to be even better because you've got to be a great judge of character, a great judge of who can communicate well, a great judge of who has the pulse of my community. The University of Miami, Miami Hurricane Football, it's a professional entity. It is not a collegiate entity. This is a professional team in this community. This team, this program brought this community back together years ago when we had our issues. People don't understand the importance of this program. And when you look at the guy who has the keys, if you, you've been mentioning this all, all night, he's got the keys. He can give a rat's ass, and I'll tell you why. Because he put all his eggs in the Manny basket, and that's unfair to Manny, but i got to say it. Based on his personal bullshit with the guy that he knew, he knew he had to hire. Everybody has known that this guy has been building that resume day in and day out, learning from some of the best coaches ever. Okay? Learning and putting an apprenticeship with some of the best guys that have ever coached this game. And this guy possesses the trait that you must have. The head coach at the University of Miami must be an alpha. You must be the man that dictates what's going to be done, how it's going to be done, and when it's going to be done. And unfortunately, Gary, we don't have that. We don't have that. We had a chance to get it last December, but our ego got in the way. And look at what happened this year. I like Manny Diaz. And I sat down twice with him, asked him questions, and some of the, the functions that UM has had over the years. And I'm very well connected with a good friend of mine who's the GC. But let me tell you, the guy's sharp, but he's not hes not a head coach. Yeah, Manny man, he is he's, he's a very he's, smart guy, very well spoken. I, I don't know anybody that has any type of personal – problem at all with Manny Diaz. There's no issues there. It's, he is it's, it's, great at what he does. He's a great DC. Has always, he's learned, man. I, I remember he's a good, he's, he, he is a good, he's a good DC. He's never won anything. He's never really recruited anybody. He, he's a good DC who has been kind of like a, a, for 20 years, a run of the mill, decent defensive coordinator. He doesn't have the resume that Randy but, Shannon uh, has. He doesn't have Randy Shannon's fair resume. No, Not even close. Not even close to Randy Shannon's and, and, resume. So it's not his fault. Right now, if they offered you the job, you said you'd take it. I'd take it, too. I could barely walk. Absolutely. I'll take it. I'll take the damn job. But my, my next point is this. Where do you go from here? Well, let me explain something to you. To everyone out there, whether you like me, you don't like me, I don't really give a damn. Manny... And this program, an athletic program, we're so toxic right now, I wouldn't let my son, my godson, or my nephew take a job here 
while this guy is in charge. And I'll tell you why. Because it's going to blow up, and there's no job security. You'd have to wait. That's why a guy like Brady, he's not going to come. If Mario comes, you've got stability. You've got the figurehead that's needed here. You've got a I, version I of looked into, I looked into Brady today. I looked into Brady today, and that's exactly what I was told by by people very close to him. That he is dying, to, dying to come to the University of Miami one day. Had grew up, grew up in Pembroke Pines, Miami fan. He would love to come to Miami, but he's not doing it until there's a big time head coach here. And and Gary, I, I, you mentioned earlier about Urban. You know, last Friday I heard. <laughs> it's funny. It's a small world, Gary. Last Friday I heard from a friend of ours who is an agent, an active agent, a little bit older, a little long in the tooth, but he's still involved. And he mentioned that Urban's take was what, a look, what attracts him to this job, it's like a pro team without the pro pressure. It's like having an NFL team. That's what you're coaching. But yeah. not the same demands that are, that are basically, you know, much higher at the next level. And that's urban's in, urban's you know, like, interested. He's in, he's interested. I you know I got word last night from some pretty reputable folks that are tied into people that are tied into urban, and I was told unequivocally that he would absolutely be interested in talking with Miami about this job. Is it you know? Well, uh, I mean, what you mentioned, and, that, that, uh, uh, and, and let's let's not forget the token. Gesture that CMR did. He just walked away. We didn't have to buy him out, so Blake was spared that fifteen million. I mean, this guy is not held accountable by BOT. Epstein is a joke. He doesn't care. He's never cared. He likes to say what needs to be said to all the money guys when they get together, like after that Georgia Tech game. Oh, he wanted to appease everybody, and yeah, 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 and then. Oh, well, let's see. And, and then we won two games. So, Jonathan Vilma, if you're listening, which I hope you are, get off your ass and get this going. Because if they don't listen he, to you, resign and move on. Because it's, it's not worth your the, time anymore. The trustees are not supposed to be um, involved in the day-to-day functions of the university like that. So, very few of them – unless they're just massive, massive donors. Like there's a couple, you know, there's Paul Damari who's like kept the Miami athletic department afloat for so many years. He's a trustee, you know, every now and then he could speak up, but for the most part, the trustees are supposed to keep their mouth shut, stay in the background and be trustees. And they're not supposed to get involved in the day-to-day activities of the university. So Vilma's limited what he can do, uh, at least publicly behind the scenes. He could drop nuggets, I can I can tell you I'm pretty sure he'd be 100% all in on Alonzo Highsmith in the building as a representative of the former players, as a guy that has spent his entire post-football playing life developing the expertise to come into the U and make a difference. I guarantee you Vilma would be supportive of that, but uh, he can't be vocal about it. You know, Gary, based on the sources that you shared, what I shared that Tuesday after the Georgia Tech game, my sources, my people. And it was interesting. You, you had him in a different capacity. 
they were talking about him being the main guy, and we went back and forth on that. This past Monday, uh, somebody had some type of podcast out, and I was able to see it on Twitter, but my godson showed it to me. And Alonzo gave a 20-minute interview. Um, and you talk about a guy that understands football. The guy has spent the last 25 years working from the ground up in the NFL, in the personnel department, the GM department, or trying to become a GM down the road. This guy, he knows so much. Oh, my God. Listen, I, I would have him on this show talking to you guys and, and letting you hear it, except I don't think that would advance his cause. I think it would hurt his cause. I don't think he should be publicly campaigning for any jobs. And so I've resisted well, having him on Kane Sport Live because, you know, I, I, I think he's made it known he's interested and he's just sitting there waiting for somebody to call him. Well, it kind of alluded to that, that he basically wants to be a GM of, a, of an NFL team. That's his goal. Um, they kind of threw some softball questions at him. They threw some, some hard, direct ones, too. The kid did pretty good on, in, in the interview. But one thing that he did share, he would love to come down and finish his career down here. And that's what yep. I got from it. And that, yes, he's not politicking for any, guy, any job. He's trying to make something special happen in Cleveland. You know, my, my next thing was to go ahead and, and reach out to one of my buddies that still lives in Columbus. And from what he's telling me, he's like, hey, the word on the street is, uh, you know, Kitchens is going to be the fall guy, but look for other movement on that, in, in that organization as well. I don't know if that means something good for him. Maybe he does if he replaces Dorsey. I don't know. Um, or Wolf, or the young Wolf replaces the Dorsey. I don't know. But so, something is going to happen there. Um, how it affects Alonzo's interest, I don't know. I think no matter what, whether, whether he's an assistant GM, a VP, whatever it is, He's going to have an interest in coming back home for the right price, of course. Still has a home down here. You know, has his kids that, that, that still grew up down here. He has a few kids that grew up down here. So I think he's, he's basically the only shot we have of infusing him with the current regime that we have uh, with Blake. And then maybe that can save both Blake and Manny. Maybe he's the, <clears throat> the life vest that we can save both these guys. Because right now, you're looking at exactly what happened in Tallahassee happening here. And, and look at the schedule, Gary. I, I, I've had season tickets for, what, 30-some-odd years? I'm not, I have not renewed. I'm not going to renew. My godson gets in for free because he's still a high school coach. But I'm not doing that. I'm not spending a penny. I'm one of thousands of people that have had it. And it comes down accountability being the key phrase with Blake James. And until that's addressed by Mr. Frank, and it doesn't look like it's going to be addressed anytime soon, we're in trouble. Because no quality OC is going to want to work for Manny. This place is toxic. And that's the bottom line, my friend. Be well, take care, and God bless. Have a happy New Year, Gary. All right, everything. Thanks for being part of the show, as always. All right, 563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 407. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? You're Gary. Hello, that's, that's you, man. Who's this? Uh, this is Mike. Um, What's up, Mike? Look, all right, all right. Um, I've been wrong. Um, you know, I haven't come on this show in a long time. Um. But I've been in the background just 
seen things and um this, this program is in I, I don't even know the words for it. Um if 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 I may, I, I all I can say is it's a ship show. Um the last three games have been ridiculous. We have no business losing to the likes of FIU, Louisiana Tech, even Duke. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Um, now, I will say this. I think I'm a little bit, you know, I, I'm, 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 my, my, my thought process is a little different when it comes to blaming Manny Diaz. Um, I think the, the culprit, at least, has been, um, is gone. And I think it's the, it, it, it was the offense. You know, we can say, yeah, the defense, you know, every now and then you could say they made, not every now and then, they made some horrible mistakes at the at the most inopportune times during games um, to cause us to, to not be able to win for the game. But overall, the offense was the issue. And now that the, now that Enos is gone, we could say anything, you know, Enos was this, you know, Alabama wanted him, Georgia wanted him. I, I, I can't speak on that. All I know is he came to us. And he did not perform as the opposite coordinator. He did not perform, and it, and to me, it was the play calling. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that it was. You know, when you when you don't have a, when you don't have an offensive line um, that can hold up, you know, you have to be able to to, to maneuver and, and 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 do something different. And he was just being stubborn, in my opinion. I just think he was stubborn as a coach because um, he knew the offensive line was all weak. You know, our quarterbacks had no time to throw the ball. But then our quarterbacks as well, um, I can't say that our quarterbacks are not talented or, or whatever because they were forced to our quarterback. So apparently they have some talent. They got talent. I don't think talent is the issue. I don't think talent has ever been the issue. It's been coaching. Coaching has been an issue at this university for the past decade and a half. And that's been our problem. And at one point it was the defense. Then it went to the offense. Then it seems like it, we, our offense and our defense can never be on the same page at the same time. You know, one is always better than the other, and one is always causing us to lose games. And this year was the offense, and the last few years has been the offense. I don't necessarily blame the defense. I don't even this year. Some people don't think that our defense has been playing all that great, but but statistically, if you want, to, you know, because that's what people like to talk about is stats. You know, statistically. It's been okay. Our defense has not been the issue statistically. You know, so 14 points to Louisiana. We can't even score 14 points. Defense was not the problem yesterday. Defense was not the problem. 14 points. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. So, to me, the offense was the issue. Um, and we rectified that by, by – by, I ain't going to say we rectified it, but we, we started something on Manny started something by, by an offensive coordinator. I understand that the, 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 the resentment and some people want, uh, including you, Mario here, I wouldn't mind having him here, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind. He's doing a hell of a job in Oregon. You know, but I'm also in the mind frame that you can't just give somebody one year to fix something. Even though a lot of people say, well, he hasn't been here just one year. He's been here for four years, you know, but he's only been the head coach for one year. And I, I honestly want to be I honestly want to say, I honestly believe you can't just get a man one year. I really but, do believe but, that. 
but what if he just doesn't have the tool set to do the job and never should have had the job in the first place? Do you, do you just keep do you, do you realize that every year you go forward like that, you're setting the program back into the future? I, I okay, I, I get that. But what if he turns it around next year? Everything we're saying is what if. You know what I'm saying? Because we can easily say, yeah, um, um, you know, get rid of Manny, blah, 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 whatever, and Mario comes here, to be honest with you, just say that. Mario comes here, he doesn't do any, any better. Well, no Mario, any, whoever comes here, it's, na- it's now because of what's happened in the last 12 months. It's going to take a few years to even come close to getting this program right. Right now, it, 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 after, after the last 12 months, I see this as a three-year rebuild now. I don't, I don't Ten agree. months, ten well, I mean, you're allowed to disagree. I'm just giving you my opinion. I think a year from now, it's going to be a five-year rebuild because they because if if they don't do what they need to do now, I think it's going to become an even bigger rebuild because the next recruiting class is also not going to be as good as it should be. There's talent on this team, Gary. You can't deny that there's talent on the team. I absolutely can deny it. There, there. I mean, there's players. There's good players, but there's not difference-making talent. I said at the beginning of the show, there's. There's, it looks like right now there's, Mike, there's two players on the roster that look like they're uh-huh. going to get drafted in, in the first three rounds of the NFL draft within the next few years. Russo yeah, and yeah, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe Brevin Jordan. That's it. Who else do you and see what, that's an elite, that's an elite talent? I said okay, Russo. First, first three rounds. Rounds one, two, or three. Greg Russo, Greg Russo and Brevin Jordan. Who else do you see on this roster that's going to be a top NFL draft pick. Yeah, but Jerry, that's an argument that can be made for almost every team. No, it's not know, in, in the country. Yeah, not the elite, many, not not the good teams, many, not the elite teams. How many how many players get drafted in the first three rounds, Gary? About well, I mean, you got what? What is it? What is it? Thirty three times three, a hundred. Exactly. You're talking about a hundred, exactly. the top hundred players in the country so each year. Yeah. Me, so you telling me? I would like to look at, and I'm not trying to argue, but I would like to look at at at, at the NFL draft and see how many um, players from every team gets drafted within the first three rounds. You know, so it's not that's an argument that almost anybody can make. It's not like uh, um, when you have the years when we had what eight, nine first rounders. That that was, there's a reason why that doesn't happen all the time. There's a reason why we still hold that record. This, it, even though, even though we've had the likes of Alabama um, the past decade of um, dominating football, they still haven't broken that record. It's not, you know. So all I'm saying is, you can't, you can't have, you know, you, we can't have it all. You know, what I'm saying I think, at, I think at sometimes as fans we want it all. I think we should, we we got to realize we got to realize the problem has been the offense this year. Uh, and to get rid of Manny after one year, I don't necessarily agree with that. If it happens, I wouldn't mind. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't mind, but I don't. I, for me, I don't agree that that's the answer. I don't think that's the answer because another coach can come in and do the same thing. There's no guarantee. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's no guarantee that another coach is going to come in and make things even better. There's no guarantee. So I'm okay with letting Manny have another year and let's see what he does with this officer coordinator hire. Let's see what he does with that. You know, I'm okay with that. But, again, if he's gone, if they find him, if he, which is not going to happen, but if it were to happen, I would be okay with that as well. You know, so to me, you know, I, I'm just a fan. 
I'm just a fan. I'm a Hurricane fan. I'm going to continue to root for the Hurricanes. Um, I don't like what's going on. I think it's been a shit show the past three games. Um, I've been trying to be, I've been sitting in the background trying to be um, supportive, but it, it's, it's just not it, – it, it's frustrating. I will admit it's frustrating as a fan. It's frustrating where we're at. But I don't think the answer is getting rid of Manning. I don't. I don't think that's the answer because the next coach can come in and be the same, same or worse. Right, well, let me ask you this. What, why, why do you feel that way? What did you see, you know, in the last month to make you feel that when the Canes return to the football field in nine months, that things are going to be different? Well, well Did the team get better? Did the team get better as the year went on? No, it didn't. Okay. It didn't. But we have to – but anybody who plays football or any kind of sport – you know, a team changes from year to year. Uh, it does. A team changes from year to year. So what we saw this year can be turned around next year. You never know. Because, again, our team is very young. We only had, like, what, eight to ten seniors on the team? We had a very young team. And that's what I was trying to get at, too, when, when you were talking about draft picks. We only had about eight seniors on the team. So to say that we're only going to have – you know, two um, draft picks or whatever. That's, we're a young team. We're a young team. A lot of our players are not even draft eligible yet. So we're a young team. So, so you think the team's going to get better by getting older? That's that's your thought. That's isn't that what happens though, Gary? With experience and more, uh, that's what that's what's going to happen. It you can get better as you play. You know, and I think and 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 the truth is, when you look at our offensive line, it was atrocious, but we had two true freshmen on that line. Two true freshmen. You know, so give them time to grow. Give them time to, you know, I think it was more so the play calling. I think it was more so the coaching than, the, than it was the players. I really do. And that's how it's been for a long time at this university. It hasn't been the talent, in my opinion. It hasn't been the talent. It's been the coaching. You know, and the first step, in my opinion, was getting rid of Enos, and they he did, and they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we have to give him kudos for at least doing that. You know, because that was the problem, man. I'm telling you, our defense throughout the year, no matter what we say, even though the mistakes that they made, our defense played well enough for us to win. If the offense, so, so you, so you think that you think Enos was the problem? Now that you got rid of Enos, everything's going to be great, and no, it's going to be a whole different. Saying that whole different program. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm, but I, I'm, all I'm saying is our offense did not give us an, a, a chance to win this year at all. At all. I don't know any game where our offense really gave it well, except for the games where, you know, Louisville, Florida State, the obvious games where we, were, you know, we, we had it um, going. But in most of the games this year, our offense did not give, a, give us a chance to win. They didn't. Louisiana Tech scored 14 points. 14. And we can score, we can score, uh, any, we can do anything against Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, the offense was the issue. We can say everything we want to say about the defensive side. To me, we're nitpicking with, uh, um, the defense, in my opinion, because they played well enough for us to win games. It was the offense that did not give us the defense the opportunity to. You know, when when you're on the field, as long as you are, you're going to get tired as a defense. You're going to get tired. 
and you go and, and the players and the players are going to get tired, and the players are going to get tired of because you can see it. I saw it on the field yesterday. I saw it, and I'm like, the, the, the defense was just like, you know what? They gave up. The team gave up. Now that I will tell you is is on the head coach. I will admit that because I saw the team gave up yesterday. I saw that towards the end. I saw that. So you know, it, uh, it, it's it's unfortunate. But I don't think that Manny is the problem. I really don't. I well, really I think don't. you're gonna. I think you're gonna get to find out. How about that? Because uh, you know, right now, it, you know, I think if he was gonna get fired, I, I have to think it might have happened today. And I don't think he. It doesn't look like he is gonna get fired. He he made the the move on Enos, and I don't see anything going on to suggest that anything that major is going to happen. I think you might see a couple more coaches replaced and that's about it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, man, th- hey, thank you. Um, thank you so much for calling in and being part of the show. Give us a call next time. All right. Five, six, three, nine, 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 three, six, three, three, five, six, three, nine, 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 three, six, three, three. Hit the one on your keypad. If you'd like to come on the show, uh, let me take a moment here. It's really one of my favorite moments of the show each week where I get to talk about one of my absolute favorite restaurants in all of South Florida, a place that I find time to visit no matter what part of town I'm in. And that, of course, is Sicilian Oven. When the canes don't play well and you just want to eat your misery away, there's no better place to go than Sicilian Oven um, where they really have some of the best Italian food and pizza that you'll find anywhere throughout South Florida with six locations scattered throughout North Dade and Broward County. Closest one to me place. You'll see me quite a bit is the location in plantation. I go there for lunch all the time. Uh, You've heard me probably talk about that a little bit this year. Uh, I love, love, love the pizza lunch specials. And I always end up, saying, you know what, this food was so good, I think I'm going to be a hero back at home and bring some home for my wife. And uh, can't tell you the joy on Mrs. Furman's face when I walk through the door and she sees that I have Sicilian oven with me. And um, the thing that makes their food so great is a philosophy based on the best ingredients and flavor combinations that are mixed into a carefully designed menu. And they use recipes handed down from generations through the DeSalvo and Garavuso families. It begins with the classic pizzas that are my favorites that have the traditional toppings you might find in any pizza joint, but expands far beyond that to gourmet and select pizza combinations that are far removed from what you're gonna find at those chain stores on the nearest corner. You love wings? Sicilian ovens, wood-fired rings are marinated for 24 hours in Italian herbs and spices and served with the most delicious caramelized onions that you'll ever eat. Sicilian oven also offers a wide array of specialty dishes from eggplant caponato and parmigiana to mussels mario to my favorite fire-roasted shrimp palermo. They have soups, sandwiches, salads, pasta dishes. No matter your taste, you will find something great at Sicilian oven with six locations throughout South Florida. There's that plantation location at the Fountains Complex off University Drive and the Aventura location at 205th and Biscayne Boulevard. 
There's the Lighthouse Point location at the shops at Beacon Light, the Coral Springs location on Sample Road and 101st Street, the Boca Raton location, and a new location on Oakland Park Boulevard just west of Bayview Drive in Fort Lauderdale where they have a full liquor bar. So get on over to your nearest Sicilian oven restaurant and get ready to experience the next level in casual Italian dining. You can visit SicilianOven.com to find the nearest location to you. It's Sicilian Oven and SicilianOven.com. You'll not only love the taste at Sicilian Oven, you'll taste the love. And we thank them a lot for being a supporter of Kane Sport Live this entire season. And um, hopefully they will rejoin us again next year so I can keep telling you guys about all the greatness that Sicilian Oven brings to those who choose to dine there. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. You hit the one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Let's go now to the 973, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Gary. 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 What's up, Ross? Hey, I heard they threw you off the radio last night. Is that true? What radio? I know. Did you call some the post game show or something on? Oh no, no, on, they actually uh, threw me off. No, no, they didn't throw me off. But they did. Um, I thought I, you know, you know I me. Mean? I get, I get, I get at people. I get at them because I thought they was bashing on the players, and I tell them stop banging on the players, and and talk. I think it was more eighty percent, twenty percent is the coach's fault. Stop trying to, you know, the guy that the other guy that's um, one of the O's. So listen, man, stop banging on the players. And then after that, after they did what they did, they said, listen, man, we like Ross. He's one of our better callers, and he also, he just, they just they just wanted to make their point and put the players at notice. And my point was, if they, if we have bad players, who brought the bad players in? Mark, Rick, or anybody else that was before? So stop banging the players. Because what I was trying to, the comparison I was trying to make, Gary, is think 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 about it. Memphis, Troy, all these other teams that's just playing decent ball, all the teams that, let's let's say, Louisiana Tech played, all of them are decent, right? Why can't we just look decent against them last night? Why can't we just look decent against them? We didn't even look decent. Louisiana was whatever in three before they saw us. So those three teams that they lost to, we can't look just as good as them, just decent. We didn't even look decent last night. So that was my point. And they, they, after, after they did what they did, like, they got upset with me saying that they didn't know what they was talking about, and they need to stop banging on the players. And then they was like, okay, Ross, you know you're a good caller, blah, blah, blah. We enjoyed you. Anyway, so whoever told you that, they just want to say what they want to say. No big deal. All right, man. Anyway, what, you got? what you got for us tonight? Listen, man, uh, I'm a little surprised with you because I thought you was going to jump all over it. Um, who was it? Greg? Greg made some great points, but that in part of it he says, He's not really a Mario guy. And I thought you were going to stop him right there and say, wait a minute, Greg, what about Mario you just don't like? And I'm, I'm surprised. You, you, the team has gotten so comatose with this bad play. You you make that, 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 that comment, he made just slip right past you. And I was curious, what, why would Greg not like Mario? I was, I'm just curious about that. You know, but anyway. Um, Listen, man. Well, let me see if he's let, let me take a look. I'll see if he, if he's still with us. If he is, we'll yeah, let here. Yeah, here he is. I'm curious. Wait. I'm curious. Why didn't he Greg? Marry? You there? Greg, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. 
Yeah. All right. T- tell Ross why you don't like Mario. I said I'm not a big Mario fan, but I take him in a second. I look at his career record. It's awful. He, he lost to two teams this year with true freshman quarterbacks. He should have went undefeated with that team. He's got a great offensive line, and he's got a, a number one pick quarterback in the draft. What if we had a good quarterback and a good offensive line? We could have done a lot better also. We, but he, nobody's but, as but, bad as, as Manny, okay? Manny's got to you know go. what happens sometimes? Greg, you know what happens sometimes? Sometimes you're going to lose a few. And it, I don't. I didn't see the game, what you were talking about. Maybe something has happened in special teams. Maybe something happened with, with a call here and there. And then sometimes you just get beat. But the way our guy's getting beat right now, the way man, and I think me and Greg is in the same uh, same boat. With the way we're being beat right now is embarrassing. It's a debacle. It's miserable. It makes it's just come up with sixty different names of what's going on right now. So Greg, I appreciate you answering that. I was just curious if you know I I, I listen to everything, and I don't let a lot of things get by me. Okay, so Ross, you you hold on a second. Ross, Mario became a great recruiter when he was at Alabama. You and me could recruit for Alabama, okay? Can, can I can I actually tell you when he became a re- great recruiter? I got one. I, I got one better from you. When Greg Schiano was the, the coach at Rutgers the first time, he had Mario on the staff. Yep. Don't forget, I'm a Jersey guy, and he recruited forty five. Greg Schiano? No. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying. No, Mario worked with when, Greg Schiano. Yes, he did. Right. And he, and and he brought in probably forty five to sixty five percent. Of the team at one time, Rutgers, when they when they beat the number two team in the country, and got it all the way up to like top whatever it was, Mario was bringing in those guys. So that's when Mario really cut his teeth. People don't remember that, but I'll never forget that because I'm a Jersey guy and I knew I met Mario, knew him and everything. He really cut his teeth as a recruiter at Rutgers, as the offensive offensive line coach and a, and one of his top recruiters of the Florida area. Period, hands down. So um, that's when he really cut his and teeth. And what was then, his record at FIU? It wasn't the best, but here's the thing. But he did. It was horrendous. It wasn't the best. It was, Come on. He had, one, he had a couple good wins. He beat yeah, Louisville. Hey, hey, Greg, listen. Don't forget. Don't forget. It wasn't the reason why he left and got fired. It wasn't, it wasn't totally his fault. Some things happened. He had to get out of there. We picked him up as a coach. He realized what was going on with um, what is it? Uh, our guy, a golden, and he bounced. He left. I, I I didn't blame him for that. A lot of our people really want to blame him for that. Well, would you blame him? I would have left too. Anytime I got a chance, I agree. To go to... I'll take him over Manny Diaz twice a day. It's a joke. He hey Greg. Let... Greg, let me let me let me ask you a question, Greg. Here's the thing. What here's the thing that I think no one would disagree. You, me, anyone. What we're seeing right now, okay, is stuff that we should never see. We should never see our team get on the field. When I say our team, Miami Hurricane with the U and I helmet, we should never get on the field and ever make a team of that caliber felt like they could play against us. And it's getting to the point where right now it doesn't matter who we're playing, they don't respect the U anymore. And I, 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 I and Manny, Ross, 
That team gave up 21 points to UMass, okay? And we can't and even we get in in the red zone. We can't get close to the red zone. It didn't come and close to scoring the whole day. Not close. It was unbelievable. It was a joke. Hey, guys, we didn't even look like – I always use this word. We didn't even look like an outfit. We don't even look like an outfit on offense. And stop blaming the – the, the, the offensive line and this and that. I want my coaches to be able to coach up who we have because you know who coach up who? Temple get coached up. Tulsa get coached up. Memphis get coached up. All these other teams across the country, they get coached up. I wanted my team to be coached up. Um, Greg, I appreciate you, man. I just wondered, I was curious to why you felt that way. I'm just going to ask Gary a few more questions. All right, Greg, thanks, 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 man. Okay. Thanks, thanks for clarifying that. All right, Ross, go ahead. Finish up. Go ahead. Yeah, but all right, here's the thing. Boys, I, I, I do think if we bring Mario in, it'll take us a couple of um, years to get going, but at least the respect factor will be back at Miami. At least the high school coaches will start paying more attention to sending their kids to our school. Gary, you have guys on the staff right now who are still not going to some of these schools. We cannot have that anymore. What are yeah. we? What's going on? The recruiting's not good enough, for sure. I just went, I just watched St. Thomas Aquinas play in their version, what they call a playoff game, a, a reward game in Vegas, and every other kid that they ca- talked about is not coming to Miami. Every other kid. Yep. That should be a breathing ground for us. No doubt. All right, Ross, what else you got? Anything else? One last one for me, yeah. You're saying that, that, that the Bucks should really stop on our AD? I really think the Bucks should start really stopping on our president. And I don't want to hear that he's out of town and he's out of the country and all that. We don't, we don't only need to knock on um, our AD door. We need to knock on the president door because he's part of the reason why this is still going on. Mm-hmm. Most schools would have fired their AD a long time ago. Period. Have a good one, man. All right, Ross. Good talking to you. Always. Happy New Year. Same to you. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. We'll be coming up shortly to our Sicilian Oven point counterpoint segment with the voice of the fan, Bruce Warner, who's going to be joined tonight um, by a guy that's been on the show a couple times, actually, but is uh, so on top of everything going on with the Hurricanes and, and, and so opinionated that we thought he'd be a good rep of the former players tonight. That's uh the doctor, Dr. Claude Jones. So they'll be joining us uh, here here shortly. But um, the number is 563-999-3633. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go first to the 513. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? How you doing? Doing great. Who's this? This is Tim from Cincinnati. How you doing? Doing great. How you doing, Tim? What you got I'm for doing us? Pretty good. Now, listen. Um, the the caller before the last one, the one that was saying that we should not give Manny, we should give Manny another year, he had to be on drugs because there's nothing about Manny Diaz this year has shown anybody to make you believe that he deserves another year. From the first game of the season, it was complete amateur hour. Delay of game calls. No, I mean, it was just like he you could tell with his face he was just way in over his head. At this point, the team hasn't gotten any better. The players won't play for him. Local coaches think we're a joke. 
Blake James should just own up to his mistake. Why would you sit up there? If the man went to Temple, what made you think in your right mind that he would be the right guy for the job without doing your due diligence first with a coaching search? Please explain that to me. What made you think that he was qualified for that job? There is no reason to think that that man was qualified for the job. When he put the coaching staff together, the, you remember that scene in the major league where they're reading the newspaper and they didn't even know who the players were on the team? That's how I felt about the staff. It was like, who the hell is Stubblefield? Not taking nothing away from him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But none of those people, I believe, can recruit worth a damn. I, I, I just don't understand. It. It's, we are a complete laughing stock right now. If, Gary, what you're saying is true and you're very connected, okay, why the hell does everyone see this but Blake James? You I, can't exp- I cannot explain that. I just don't understand it. You had a chance before you even considered Manny to fly up to Eugene, Oregon, get Mario, and say whatever you want you can have. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, Gary, the Adidas contract, is that coming up for renewal anytime soon? I, I forget what the term I forget what the term is, but I got to tell you something. It, 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 they wouldn't have to break open the bank to hire Mario. Mario's not motivated by no, the no, money. No, no. He's, not, he doesn't have to be an $8 million that. coach or anything but, like that. No, 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 Let me tell you about, about Mario that, Cristobal. Gary. Mario Cristobal wants to win. He wants to win championships. And – he wants to be the head coach at Miami because it's his alma mater, and he is Miami, and he's a product of Miami. And he wants to bring the joy back to this city, and that's why he wants to be the head coach at Miami, not because he's going to make $20 million, because he'll probably make more money no, at Oregon no, 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 no. than he'll make it's here. Not about, but it's not about the money. My, well, my point was is that at some point, will Adidas just say, hey, Miami, if you guys don't put a product on the field here, they won't have any leverage. For negoti- it's, it's almost like, Blake, what are you doing? You put out these tweets about you want to see the program successful, and that's embarrassing. It's the same exact thing you've said the previous year. There was nothing about last night where I actually went to the game and thought that we were going to win the game. I had no confidence whatsoever. None. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what's sad is we lost every time after a bye week, right? The thing is, at this game, we had four weeks to prepare. So I knew we were going to lose the game. It's, 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 I just don't get it. Well, they had four you weeks to prepare, game? too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, so you're going to tell me that going into this bowl game, you're still trying to decide a quarterback? Really? Dude, that that really? I don't blame them for. Those quarterbacks are a nightmare. But, but this is my thing, Gary. Why not play the other kid? Hell, it couldn't be any worse. Yeah, they could have gone. They could have played Peyton Matosha and gone six and seven. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Why not play any of the freshmen? Why? Why not? What did you have to lose? It just doesn't make any sense. You're right, Gary. We only have two players that will be drafted within the first what two days of the draft: Russo and Jordan. That's it. That's it. The 2017 class was a wash. It was a bust. The 2018 recruiting class, right now, it's a bust. There's no one besides Jordan in the 2018 class that's worth a damn. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bust. There's some good players in there. 
But it's it's yeah, there, yeah, it, it, it doesn't look it doesn't player, look to me like an elite class by any stretch. There you go. So there's so there's no impactful players. So you probably have what four maybe. So now you're set back again, and now you're not going to get anyone for 2021. That's a wash. And now you're going to hold on for Manny for three million dollars. That's just stupid. Now you're setting the program back further. I knew this program was doomed after the Duke game, and we didn't get rid of the people we needed to then. I said, we're done. This program, this, Blake James doesn't care. And he's shown that. Gary, listen, man, you got a good show. I just, I'm just disgusted at this point. Just, just, just have a good New Year, man. Yeah, you too, man. I think, uh, you know, I think you speak for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are disgusted. And, you know, they just don't, you know, people don't have the direct voice. And I think Blake just ignores everybody and marches about his merry way and, and doesn't really care very much what people think. And uh, it's not a great way to approach things. So we'll see how that evolves moving forward. But thank you for being part of the show, as always. All right, guys, I think we're going to take a pause now and go to that segment that we all love uh, near and dear, and that is the Sicilian Oven point counterpoint segment with the voice of the fan, Mr. Bruce Warner, and our special alumni guests. And tonight, um, it's going to be Mr. – not Mr. – oh, man, let me smack myself for a minute. How dare I call him Mr.? Dr. Claude Jones is in the house as well. Uh, guys, how you doing? Welcome to Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Yeah, I'm here with Claude because I have no choice because he called me the other day and he wants to spend the weekend here because he's in Florida. He's in town from Cleveland where he's involved. What are you, director of Cleveland Clinic up in Cleveland? CEO. What are you involved with, the suicide ward or something? Because <laughs> there's a lot of people on this line that may need your phone number. Wow, Gary, I don't. I mean, yesterday was bad, and today's just as bad, if not worse. Holy smokes. I don't know how you do it, brother. I couldn't do this for three hours. Yeah. LeBron, hey, hey, Claude, let me ask you a question real quick. Like, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm watching former players who have spent the last 20 years building resumes, building expertise in their careers. And I'm talking about Alonzo Highsmith, who's the VP of player personnel for the Cleveland Browns now, and Mario Cristobal, the head football coach at Oregon. And I'm watching these guys get totally disrespected by our athletic director. And I've got a little bit of a problem. And, you know, it's like I get to know you guys when you're in high school. And, Claude, you and I go way back to when you played at Dillard. And, you know, I watched you guys literally grow up before my very eyes. And I've seen the sacrifices you guys make for the University of Miami football program and what it means to you and everything. Do you take exception like I do when you see – Guys like Alonzo and Mario, who have been, who who in a different way than you, you know, you as accomplished, you're so well accomplished. You're you're a doctor. Um, you've done great things in your career. They made their careers football, and they've accomplished great things. And, and and they have been totally disrespected by the athletic director, who will not even grace them with a phone call to this point. Do you have a problem with that, like I do? Well, well, to a certain extent, uh, maybe, maybe just a little, you know, because when you look at those guys, um, you know, who have uh, gone on to the NFL and gone on, you know, in the college ranks to do, you know, really great things, to not even uh, consult with them, I may have a problem from that standpoint. However, however, let me say this: 
I think it's time for the University of Miami to think outside the box. Uh, because, you know, we've tried the formula of uh, familiarity, you know, stand, stand within families, stand within uh, the homegrown uh, coaching tree. You know, I think it's time for us to go outside the box. When You know, when you look at these teams now who have the formula for success, you look at the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Oklahomas, Ohio State, you know, teams that are uh, perennially in the in the college football playoff, you know, they have the formula to win now, right? They're what's happening. They're innovative, you know, new approaches, new strategies, to, to uh, especially to offense. No one plays defense anymore, especially with some of these teams in the playoffs, as you can see. Uh, however, they're putting up 45, 50 points a game. And that's what we've been lacking. Why not go after some of these coaches on some of these teams, some of these coordinators who are up and coming, who are ready to go into the uh, head coaching ranks? That's what I think. I think we're leaning too much on what used to be and guys who grew up in the program and guys who came from the program. I think we need to think outside the box. All right. Fair enough. That's a, that's a, a decent counterpoint. Um. I mean, there are obviously other people out there than Alonzo that know personnel, that know football, that might be qualified to come to the U and, and rebuild the recruiting department and, and reestablish protocols for the recruitment of athletes, go out into the community and build bridges where they can there and on and on and on. So, I mean, I can't really argue with what you're saying. I mean, I'm partial towards Alonzo because I, I think he's got the perfect um, – skill set for what this program needs but um but i will i'll agree with you that that there's never just one person that can do any job well also gary when when jankovic was here he brings in jimmy from oklahoma state he wasn't somebody that we knew although this was back in the 80s Neither and then comes dennis erickson who came from uh you know what washington state or he wherever both successful. Yeah, and they were both very successful. Of course, Butch got, got brought us back in the late 90s uh, to where, you know, Coker took over, but Coker was here. The only other guy that we brought in that wasn't involved with Miami was Al Golden. Right. And that wasn't as bad as it seems it is now, except he had a defensive coordinator who didn't know anything about defense the way it should be played at Miami. So uh, I understand what Claude's trying to say, uh, you know, but I don't think Mario was the wrong guy either. I'm not going to sit here and say they shouldn't go after him. But, and I, and we were, you know, we were out to eat, so I don't know what happened in the first hour, Gary. Is anybody else gone besides Enos that you can say or you can't nope, say? Not, 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 no, not at the moment. The, at the moment today, Enos was the only one fired. We're expecting a couple more on the offensive side. Right now, from what I'm hearing, it's looking like the defensive staff may come back fully intact. Okay. Well, I can see that because I think Rumpf does a good job with what he's doing with these guys. Of course, Bandy leaves early, which is ridiculous. But um, I but I think the offensive line coach is probably going to go, and I think Stubblefield's probably going to go. And who they yep. replace him with, I don't know. But I, and at this stage of the game, the offensive coordinator, to me, is the cr- critical one along with – the quarterback play, Van Dyke's going to have a lot of pressure on him because we know what the other guys can do and can't do. Um, I, I'm hoping that this kid is the real deal because they need somebody who could lead these guys. 
and be consistent and know the plays and not goof off and not not study film and all the other crap that these guys have been doing the last two years. It's got to come to an end. And, of course, the one person with his neck in the noose is going to be Manny Diaz. He's either going to put up or, or get the hell out of there because this is going to be really ugly if they don't start out 3-0 and before they get to the Michigan State game. Um, what are your thoughts, Gar? I don't think it could get any uglier than it is right now. I mean, I've been yeah. hearing that. I've been hearing that comment a lot. Like, oh man, it's going to really get ugly if next year goes like this one. It's already as ugly as it's going to get. I mean, it can't get uglier than it is right now. People can't get I mean, madder. I don't know if they're going to make any change. You say everything is on the table, and that to me means Blake James and me. Well, I, with some with some people, it, it it was on the table, and it was it was something that was being discussed, but. You know, he would have a buyout too. He's got a contract also, and it's it's looking like there's not an appetite right now to spend the kind of money that they would need to spend to buy out all these contracts. I understand. So that's so it's money, but we keep hearing there's money to do all these things. So it's a question of whether I, they yeah, want. To I know. I, I don't. I, I don't know that after 24 hours it's a dead issue. I, I don't know that. I haven't had anybody tell me that everything that has been on the table is off the table. Just nothing happened today. Right, right, right. But I don't think that's the answer. I, I, you know, he he just got rid of his entire offensive staff from from the Rick era, right? So now now you're telling the guy to come in and get rid of his, get rid of the offensive staff again. I don't think that's the answer, right? So the leader of that group is the offense coordinator. Again, we need to look at someone who's in. Uh, you know, at one of these schools, bring them in, pay him, pay him a little more money, get him in, and run an innovative uh, offense. And I think he needs to take over the defense again. That's well, what I, think. I but listen, if you're paying attention to what's going on in the Kane Sport website, and Gary may back this, that over the last few weeks, Diaz has been looking for an offensive coordinator, and he was turned down. Now I don't, I only saw Bobo's name, but I'm guessing there's others. It couldn't just be one guy, and he gave up oh, looking. There has and, to be others. And and let me throw one other thing into the mix. Who's going to come here and not get a, a probably a three year contract? So now, so now, maybe you could talk them into two. But now you're going to have another contract that you have to buy out next year anyway. I mean, the whole right, thing's right. a shit show, in my opinion. I think it is ridiculous. a shit show. And the other thing is, and I'm just talking reality. What wife in their right mind is going to let their husband come here and get fired six months into the job? You know, uproot the family, the kids to come here. I don't think it's going to be so easy. I saw your list of names. I don't know if anybody knows if any of those guys are willing to come here, including Ken Dorsey. I just don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. But we're still going to go to Sicilian Oven, right, Claude? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, probably in between games. It what's, no matter what's, what's going the- on with the Canes, man, Sicilian Oven always delivers. Always gives you a good meal. Yeah, so so nobody believes that Blake is going anyplace, and I guess nobody believes that Manny's going any any place. No, that's and they're, they're doing the same thing that they did when Coker was there when he fired Donnie and, and Art, and he brought in a couple of other guys. It's patchwork. Won't happen. It's a show. Won't happen. Diaz isn't going anywhere. I'm saying he's not going anywhere. I'm saying they're going to bring in a couple of guys – to make some changes, I don't know, but the offensive coordinator and the O-line guy and the wide receiver coach are critical because the line had a horrible year, even though they were young. The receivers didn't get open at all. 
And we need an offensive coordinator who's innovative, who's smart, who looks ahead, he knows what's going on. It, it just seems like every team we played this year was three steps ahead of us. I mean, you and I would watch the games all the time. We'd say, yeah, this is good. it's terrible. Right, but it wasn't just the whole line's fault. The, the, the quarterback The quarterback play, play the quarterback was horrible. The quarterback play sucked. The play calling sucked. What? Okay, so Did you guys? Good situations where they're able to win, right, to score points. And put them in situations where they're 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 going to be effective, then that's that's what you're going to have. You know, if you're throwing the ball, you know the predictable first down. We throw the ball, right? If I'm a defensive lineman, that's all day. So you're putting the offensive line at a disadvantage. So I don't blame the offensive line because you got the defense pinning their ears back the whole time and coming and coming after the quarterback, and 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 they're not afraid of the run. Right, you know, the run the run game is not a threat. No. So it, it's, it's come on, come on. You know, the, I, don't you know guys, if, I don't know what Van Dyke's ability to escape a mess either. So we'll have to see with this kid coming in. But the line has to get better for us to be able to run the ball. You know that. If this kid comes in, he's a game manager. You know, if he's not, he might not be as good as this Knicks kid from Auburn, but he's probably pretty damn good. Yeah, Everybody yeah. gives rave reviews about him. Yeah, but you got to build a line for the offense. Uh, Enos came in and tried to build a power offense. He didn't have a power offensive line. He tried to build a he tried to build an Alabama type offense. You need road graders, right up front. You need 350 pounds across the board, and you just moving people out of there. They didn't have that. They're more of a finesse offensive line. Like when we played, when I played, you know, we were a finesse offensive line. You know, so it's 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 just different. You have to build you have to build a team around your offense. All right. So, do you think the offensive line will be better next year with a year under their belt plus Rivers coming in? It depends on the offense. It depends on the system. And the system. Okay. Right. The the with the offensive line they have now is built more towards a run pass option, quick hits, bubble screens, get the ball out, three step drop. Right. But right now it's just it's totally predictable. Well, and they can't really run the ball either. No, they can't run the ball. So, D, so DJ, he he's now he's he's leaving, and Lingard may leave, which really creates wait, a mess. Gary, wait, DJ's not leaving. I thought he, so. I, somebody said he was leaving. No, Bandy. No, I thought I saw something on on Kane Sport just now about DJ Dallas leaving. Let me look. I haven't I haven't heard that yet. So maybe maybe. maybe. Maybe it's news I'm missing, but um, we have not heard. Oh yeah, wait. Let's see. You're right. He did. He. he, he let me see. DJ declares. Is that real or? Is oh, this, he did. No. Um, I believe that is. I believe that could. That is his. Uh, that's his. Looks like his Twitter. Yeah, I think it is. Why? He's hurt. It doesn't make sense. He makes no sense. I'd say he's doing the Willis McGahey thing. Yeah, but he's not. That, but he's not that good. He's well, not that he's good. Got, well, he's he, gonna be a first day pick. He, he might not be a first day pick, but he does have a kid. He wants some money. Yeah, but that's not a reason to go. To see, see, but he but left. That's the thing. That's, he left, Claude. Get no, 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 over I, it. no. I got it. I got it. But my point is, I don't he can't lose Lingard. But I don't know what's going on with these kids. You know, they're all coming out early for what? Well, not how about Bandy? Band, Bandy said he's going out today. He may not get drafted. He, if he's going to get drafted, it's going to be late, seventh round, maybe. He's not going to get drafted. What is if he had a really I mean, every one of those guys coming out are going to be late picks? Every single one of them. Yeah, Garvin too. He's not going in the first three rounds. No, I don't care, I don't care what his parents think. No, of course not. It's not happening. No, it's not. It's not. He had a horrible year. So let me ask you a question. 
So you got guys coming back who can't get out of the program quick enough. You lost to FIU. You lost to Louisiana Tech. The team got worse as the year went on. What in the world? Because I didn't see anything. So I'm curious. Claude, what did you see that would make you say that you, oh, absolutely unequivocally must come back with the same with the, with the, with the same staff and everything else that you finished this year with? Okay, so if you look at the season when it started, right, no one anticipated this, right? We were all on a high, right? New offense coordinator, new head coach, right? No one, no one saw this coming. So if I'm a player, I know something went wrong, right? Because, you know, if you look at the team, right, they're, they're more talented than Louisiana Tech or FIU, right? They have more talent. So something's wrong there. Something's off. you got to give Manny a time to correct it, right? Now, if we come back next year and it's the same old story, then it's Manny's fault. But you got to give him time to correct it. Something's off there. Something's wrong. We found out part of it was the offensive coordinator. The other part is the defense didn't play very well this year. Yeah, what about so, the, what about the part about Manny, which has nothing to do with what's going on on the field, but off the field stuff. Like Reed leaves, then he comes back. I heard that Hightower wants to come back now, and some of these guys are walking away and coming back. And then uh, Jaron Williams flunks a test on a, on a Wednesday that was given to him by Enos in the film room. He failed it, so he said, "Well, you're out. You're not practicing today." And in the game, he comes in. And that was the game he rallied us to beat Pitt. But and then he wins two more games after that, and then the bottom drops out against FIU, Duke, and Louisiana Tech. These guys are terrible. I, but I don't know whether or not I don't know whether or not there's any respect in that locker room for Manny Diaz. What has he accomplished? No, 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 no. I think it is. But you got to give him time. You got to give him time. He 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 made a mistake. He made a mistake. Do, bought, doing what? He brought in the wrong offensive coordinator. He brought in the wrong guy. He thought that was going to turn it around. The offensive coordinator's got nothing to do with the problems. He couldn't get anybody else. Right. He couldn't. They can't score points. And right now he seems to be having a hard time finding another person to, to take take the role. So that is the problem. They, they can't score points. We haven't scored. We, we, I mean, that's been our problem for 20 years now. <laughs> we can't score points. No, he scored when Jacory was here. We just... Oh God, don't tell me about Jacory. You're gonna give me nightmares. Don't do that. <laughs> they, they Stop. Beat, they did beat Stop. Florida. Don't do that to me. I went through four years of Jacory. Don't do that to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Gary, I don't know the answer is these new coaches or not. I don't know who he's gonna get. They better get somebody that's got a, a fire in their belly that's gonna get these people excited again because Manny Diaz doesn't excite me at all. With all the crap with the turnover chains and the stuff with the boat and the stuff up in was in Orlando with Florida State with the beer and all that stuff. I mean, he's got to grow up. This has got to stop. I just don't know. If, I mean, you can say what you want, Claude. I don't think these kids respect him. I just don't because they walked all over him and okay, they came so right. Do do? They came back to the program. Okay, so what do you do, Bruce? What do you do? You, you fire. You fire him. You bring in a new coach. I didn't say that. I said he's got to grow up and make rules. Oh. And if they violate the rules, they're gone. Okay, so so because if Jimmy would have, if somebody walked out, we ride with Jimmy, Manny next year. That's what I'm asking. Do we ride with Manny? If they're not going to fire him, I guess the answer is yes. I wouldn't let him come back. I'd go look for a coach right now. But I, make, make, make me athletic director for a day, Claude. One day, and I go get Alonzo to run the, 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 the infrastructure of the program. I go get Mario Cristobal, and I, I go get Brady from LSU to be the offensive coordinator. 
Yeah. And I, I think in. that's re- and that's and that's reality. That's, re- that's reality. I vetted I vetted all three of those guys. That though that's a realistic wish list. Give me the power and give me the money for one day. How much do you need? How much money? Well, do you I think need? I, I think I need about thirty million. Thirty million. Because I got to buy right. out Manny. I'd have to buy out Manny. You'd have to buy out the other three coordinator contracts that still exist, and then you got acquisition costs. You got you got to pay know Manny. Yeah. But the I'll program would be. But tomorrow the program would be a different program, and everybody yeah. would be excited again, and everybody yeah. would, would would have hope. And right now, and I don't see any hope for anybody. I'm flying back. But but he didn't sign an extension, so he's technically still available to to take a phone call. He's isn't not coming. He? He, he wouldn't come. Why? He says he. Gary don't says say he that, would Claude. Please, Gary. Why, why would Mario? Why, why would Mario come into a harness nest? Why? Be, be, because why? this is this because yeah, this is his dream. It's his dream. It's his dream to to come to Miami and 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 win national championships here and be the Nick Saban of the next decade. Not right and now. He can, right and now. he can do I, that here. He can do it right here. Not right now. Not right now. I I I I think that's something maybe down the road. You no. know, Mario's new head coach too. Now you want to put. Now you want to put Mario's been a head coach for eight years, Claude. What's that? He's been a head coach for eight years. No, 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 no. I, yeah, but at a smaller program is what I'm saying. This, this is first time as a head coach in a in a big time program. He was at FIU before. He's right? done two years at, two years at Oregon now. Uh, agreed. Well, right. right, 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 right. So, 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 so what I'm saying is he's a step away from taking Oregon to the next level. Why would he come into a hornet's nest? Because I'm because, not just explain to you why he thinks he can. He thinks he can be great here. He when, thinks he can he be the. That? He thinks he can be the difference. He thinks he can win championships here. Gary, he wants he to know, he, how do you know that? How do you know that? Is that what he said? No. I've had many conversations with a lot of different individuals. Okay. Let me leave it at that. And everything, okay. I'm saying is, well, everything I'm saying is 100% accurate. Okay, no, no. no well, well, I'm not disputing that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking a rhetorical question. The rhetorical question is, why? Why are we coming to a hornet? Well, he just explained it because he's. I just explained it to you. He wants to be here. No. He wants. He he wanted. He thinks he could be the difference here. He thinks he can make this place great again. Oh God, that, I'm sorry to, to to all the Democrats out there. I didn't mean to utter that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, he thinks he could be the difference. So, you know, and and he wants the opportunity. So we'll see. Maybe he'll get it one day. All right, guys, listen. I thank you so much for for coming on the show, Claude. Thank you, as always. Um, love your input. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens here. I mean, right now it looks like you're going to get a couple cosmetic changes to try to shut up the fan base. I don't know. How, you know, I mean, maybe it'll work. Maybe everybody will quiet down and, and zip their lips and wait till September. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think people are looking for more than that. But we'll I see how it The only thing that will help this, the fan base is if this kid Van Dyke comes in and he beats the other guys out and he looks like the, the quarterback coming from um, Connecticut. He's a four-star quarterback. I think they're oh, going to yeah. go in the transfer portal and look for a starting quarterback. That's what I think. We'll they see. Might. Yeah, there's a couple guys a couple guys out there, but that's, right, that's a conversation for another day. Get go to bed. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> tuck them in, will you, Bruce? Tuck them in for me. 
All right, guys, thank you. No kissing, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely no kissing. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yep, have a good night. All right, Dr. Claude Jones and um, and Bruce Warner. Um, thank them very much for being part of the show. Interesting to hear a little different point of view. You know, I mean, you got a former player there saying it doesn't necessarily have to be a former player. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. I, I would, you know, typically expect the former players to, to, to embrace the idea of a former player. But um, never hurts to hear a different point of view. All right, let's get back to your calls. 563-999-3633. 563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Uh, let's go now to the 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? This is Deuce. I've been hey, DC, what's up, man. Um, hey, how you been, Not man? much, man. Uh, this this year, as, as many have stated, has been a debacle. Um, I didn't necessarily see it unfolded like it did. However, what I think is the same thing that, that happened with uh, Mark Rick's offense. It's happening to Manny, to Manny Diaz's defense. I think people have a beat on it. I think that the addition of the striker is pretty much not worked out since, since its conception. Um, as a defense, what are we taking away? Because you can pretty much do whatever you want to do to us. Now, you might not score 50 on us, but you still can do things to us to keep the ball, uh, to get first downs, to get in the field goal range, things of that nature. And I don't I don't trust Manny defensively like I once did because when he first got here, he had different personnel. The defensive line that he had when he first got here is way better than anything he's recruited so far, right? So outside yep. of Russo, who had a phenomenal year, um, the defensive tackles were a disappointment. Garvin's been a disappointment. Um, he inherited uh, – Norton and McIntosh and Chad and and Joe Jack to an extent. So you don't you know, he's he's not a great recruiter. So you know he's not going to restock. The the young D tackles we have they are very athletic. I just don't know if they're getting the proper coaching that they need. Linebacking coaching and linebackers they've regressed since their freshman sophomore year. They they they're not the same. Shaq had a pretty good year, but they're supposed to be way better than what they are right now. Corner we don't we have five corners. We have to play a lot of zone because we can't. The only corner, in my opinion, that's capable of playing man is is uh, 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 Blades. Al Blades actually is, is – I, I feel like he's going to be the best one out of all of the corners we have on the roster. He actually can play man. Ivy can't play man. Bandy was too small, and he doesn't have long speed to play man. So we ended up playing a lot of cover three, which is why people were getting open left and right, left and right, because it's holes in the zone. If I know that, you know the coordinators know that. So – I feel like he, he made mistakes where he hired his friends on defense as well. But in retrospect, listening to what you're saying and just putting two and two together, he couldn't – he's not the, 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 the type of coach. He doesn't have the, the acumen to put together a quality staff because at the end of the day, who is he? Like you said, he's a middle-of-the-road guy that had a couple of good seasons as a coordinator here with personnel that he didn't recruit. So who's he yep. going to – really bring well, in, right? I mean, so, it, they, they, well, that was an issue when he was putting his staff together. He, here's here's yeah. the thing with the with the best talents and coaching in college football. If they think they're better than the guy that's the head coach, they're not going there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And that's what we have right now, right? Where, well, I didn't know that he couldn't get anyone outside of Enos. <laughs> I, I definitely was surprised when he said that, that was his first choice because Enos has never had an elite offense. 
his offenses were okay, but they were never elite. They were never uh, the the type of offenses that you could see made coordinators struggle. Um, it's pretty vanilla to be be quite frank, and I, I I was never really sold on it. I'm like, okay, let's let's see if it can work. But the, this offensive staff he put together very 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 underwhelming, right? And I'm not a necessarily the biggest Mario guy like some others. I I, I respect that he is an alpha. And what you what, what it boils down to is this, Gary. You either going to have to pay the coach or you're going to have to buy the players. At Miami, we can't buy the players. Obviously, everybody knows what happens. When we do anything that remotely resembles, you know, going to the bowling alley with the player, we get, we get slammed while Georgia and Alabama, Clemson, and all those guys, they can go rogue. They do whatever they want to do. But we're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to spend the money on the staff or you got to spend the money on the players. What's really hurting us, though, Gary, is we're we're based in a community where the parents sell their kids. So they're not worried about the University of Miami if Clemson is going to pay them or Georgia is going to buy them or LSU is going to, you know, cough up. What is, what is Miami going to do for them, right? So it's no loyalty to the university. That's why I, when you brought up Urban's name and Mario's name, it intrigued me because you have to have those type of personalities where they have leverage as a coach recruiting you. Right now, we haven't had a coach with leverage recruiting players in South Florida since maybe Butch. It might go back that far. And even Butch wasn't a guy, like all those guys that he recruited that ended up being great, some of those guys weren't really highly ranked, right? So he found a lot of guys. But imagine a kid in Ohio telling Urban, well, I mean, I guess I can go there, but Michigan or USC or Florida is dangling this over me. You know what he would say? Okay, I go get another kid, right? We've never had a coach that could that. Like, look at Banda. Banda begged Francois twenty five times to come to Miami. He's not even mm-hmm. that good for you to, You're right. to keep going back to the well. Like, what what are we doing? What is Packy doing? What 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 is what is what is he doing on on a day to day? The striker position isn't isn't fantastic. You use the extra coach. Over there, we need that coach on offense. Who is our Who is our recruiters? Manny can't recruit to save his mother's life, right? So Blake Baker can't recruit either, right? Banda is halfway decent. Rump is awful at recruiting. We 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 we're based out of a, a location where it's nothing but receivers and corners, and we can't get receivers and corners. We do better at receiver than we do at corner, but who is the last elite corner we had? Like, pound for pound, I can leave him over here at least half the time, and I don't have to worry about it as much so I can pay someone else, you know, some attention. We don't, we don't have that. We don't maximize the talent of our players systematically. We don't motivate them. We don't coach them well enough. We don't teach them well enough. We don't do any of those things. And the, the main culprit is Blake James. He has to go. It's not a, oh, Blake won't call. No. Whoever is in charge of Blake having that job, Blake has to go. He's the common denominator. Shalala turned it upside down because she wanted academics. Everyone knows that. When they pass the baton to Blake, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing at all. He's just a fanboy, and he loves the University of Miami, so he thinks he's doing it good, and he's harming it. It's like you said, we're going to be in the same position next year. What we're going to have to do is hope no one hires some of the people that we're looking at, right? But we're going to, we're going to if you don't pay $30 million a day, you're going to pay $21 million next year. You know, and it's clear as day that Manny didn't over his head. He has Todd Stroud as his D-line coach. Once upon a time, he was excellent at NC State. You know how old I was then? 
I was I was I was in my freshman year of college. <laughs> the last time they were they were any good. You know, it's is he got exiled away from FSU. Had to go to Akron for twenty years with uh, with with the motto because no one else offered him a job. Banda was was making uh, uh, margaritas. Kaki was in the oil business. This is who you have coaching at the University of Miami, right? Enos, we, we, one way or another, we're always going to get a stubborn coach on one side of the ball. Last year was Mark Rick. This year was Enos. You are running slow-developing play-action passes with a terrible offensive line, and then you're cussing Jaron out. Jaron didn't call that play. You have him running a play where he turns his back to the defensive line and you can't block anything, right? And then then the second and 18, okay, we're done. You know, we, we, we you can't tell me that Louisiana Tech's offensive line is better than ours. You can't tell me that FIU's or Duke's is better than ours, right? If we had mm-hmm. the same, if you, flip the, if you flip the staffs, we would beat those teams. And that's an indictment on Manny. Like the last caller said, no, they don't respect him. How the hell do you not come to practice and, and it, it'd be okay? You you go back and you get Jeff. Yeah, and, Jeff you're Tom, right? and you're he, still, still on the team. And you're still on the team. You're still on the team. And you're putting the game on Saturday. It's, it's amazing. And they, they don't respect him. They wanted Manny because Manny's like the home. He's like the homie. Right? Well, the homies get ready to get canned this year or next year. Because he just doesn't have it. He's a smart guy. He's an analytic guy. But his ceiling is defensive coordinator, one position coach. He can coach linebackers and be a D coordinator at a school not expected to compete for championships. That's who he is. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't, I, I'm not necessarily as grim on the offensive coordinator hire because what I will say is this, right? Even though Miami is not, the, not what it used to be and it's not necessarily a good program at this particular time, if you come and you revive Miami, the amount of clout that you will get for that, people will look at you totally different. Because for 15 years, they couldn't do anything. You come and all of a sudden, you know, we're putting 40 on people and we're winning games we're not supposed to win and we're coming back and, you know, the players are actually looking like they're excelling. we got a 1,000-yard receiver, whatever the case may be. That, that can be used as leverage to get a better job or to get a head coaching job, right? So I look at it from that standpoint. The players that we have are not bad. We have good players, offensively and defensively. I think that it's the systems and the schemes that we run. That you ever notice when we when we play a team, right? Uh, and we're, we're on defense, and they're in shotgun. They're running run inside zone. You ever notice that if they don't get it inside, they always pop outside, and it's nothing but land between Pinkney or Shaq in the corner or the safety. It's nothing but land. So that's six yards a pop, right? We're always mm-hmm. going against second and three. But on offense, we're never in second and three. Mm-hmm. That is scheming. That's coaching. That's the, the the analysts, the GAs saying what works and what doesn't work and things of that nature. At the end of the day, even if you hire someone else, I, I actually don't want, in a roundabout way, I don't want them to make any changes because I want Manny to, 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 to S the bed again, and I want Blake James to be gone. Because as long as he here, he's here, it's going to be more of the same. He has to go. He's hired out. Well, he's not. He's hired Golden, but he extended Golden. He hired Rick. He wanted to. He wanted to keep Rick, even though you could see Rick was done. Then he didn't even do a national search and hired Manny Diaz. What in the hell would make you think 
he's ready for a program like this. But you won't give Mario a call. He's had a, he's had a rough year. He, that's one guy that's going to be happy to see the uh, calendar turn to 2020. I'll tell you that. He's had a rough 2019. All right, Deuce, let me let you run and let some other people get on, man. Great points. I'm getting texts from all over the place from people saying, man, this guy really knows what he's saying. So you did good. You did well. Um, Have a happy new year, and and we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. Keep me on, guys. You got it, man. All right, Deuce from D.C., great call. 563-999-3633-563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. We're kicking off. Uh, hour number three in the 203. You're live in, on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? 203, you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, next time. Let's go to the 917. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, sorry, I haven't called in in a couple of weeks, but, you know, transition to new job. But listen, real quick, is it true that um, Manny doesn't plan on making any changes on the defensive side at all, including Ruff? That's what we're hearing today. When uh, Make sure you're talking to your phone, though. But, yeah, that's what we were hearing this afternoon is that right now the defensive staff expects to come back intact. Wow. So they don't plan on getting any recruiters or anything like that on the defensive side of the ball to help out Rumpf and all those guys, right? This, it doesn't look like it. I, I mean, I you know, listen, whether they're right or wrong, they feel they have one of the best defenses in the country. They don't feel the defensive side of the ball is, is the problem. Um, hard to argue with with that. I mean – I, I don't think the I mean, defense is one of the best good, defenses but... in the. I don't. Well, I don't think it's one of the best defenses in the country. I think they're deceiving no, themselves I mean, a little bit. Yeah, but but Close like you 50, certainly, but but but, but you can't say that that's been the problem with the program. Yeah, you can't. Right, it's, it hasn't been the problem with the program, but 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 now through attrition, we're starting to see with these guys bailing out. We have no cornerbacks and no. We have no, no cornerbacks, have no, no linebackers, no linebackers. Team. Yeah, the next year is going to be a little scary. I think we'll see. We have no linebackers, no quarterback, uh, no cornerback. It's just a scary situation. I think Manny's betting everything on the the Ed Orgeron, you know, mystique that he pulled off. Uh, terrible LSU team. He made a OC change, and boom, they're in the playoffs now. Because he he mentioned it, at, you know, during I think it was the Duke press conference, and I think he feels that if he could just uh, pull off an OC, they could relive the same magic, but they have recruiters over at LSU. They're getting some of the top players in the country. Well, we're we're not. We're, oh my god, I don't fucking know what to do with this shit. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. So, so basically, Blake James is trying his whole career to to Manny Diaz. Yeah, it looks that way. Because I'm you... pretty sure if Diaz gets fired next year, James is gone as well. You know, I would he agree would with you at a, at a, no, at a norm, I would agree with you at a normal school. I, I don't get any impression that anybody above Blake James gives five flying diddlies about this football program. I really don't. Not a board of trustee member, not the president. So I don't know if, if that's true. I mean, that. that <laughs> oh my God! Like, how, how is it possible that we? Or like, like we have the worst luck with with 
with with hiring personnel. Everybody we seem to hire is stubborn. That they feel that they're geniuses and they know better than everybody else, and they don't make all the necessary moves. The only guy that knew he was in trouble and wanted to do something was Shannon, and we didn't give him a shot. But and everybody he, else knows I'm, I'm sticking with this have, guy. He didn't have the support. Guy. He didn't have the support. We didn't, give, we didn't give him an opportunity to, but he realized that there was something wrong. He realized it and wanted to change it, and, 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 the, and the board didn't support it's tough to watch, BK. What else you got for us? Anything else? Uh, uh, not much. I just wanted to vent real quick. Keep me on the phone, though. All right, man. You have a happy new year. We'll talk to you uh, next time. Let's go to the 612. You're on Kane Sport Live. Well, at least all the misery you're experiencing down there, you don't have to deal with 25-degree temperatures. So <laughs> there's a bright side for everyone, I, I presume. Uh, <laughs> it seems to me that isn't Blake Well, who's it? First, 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 tell us who you are. Who's, who's this? Oh, sorry. Uh, um, John, I'm calling from um, uh, just outside Minneapolis. And oh, I, yeah, I got I got some people that I know up in Minneapolis. I mean, I, I give you guys a lot of credit. I don't know how you do it. You got like six months that you're under, totally under snow. Um, there's not a day goes by I don't yell at my parents for not making a better decision about where they, where they raised me. But <laughs> I guess either here – the, you, you're suggesting they're the Blake James of parenting? <laughs> well, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. That's just cruel. I mean, I would, the county would take you away if they were the Blake James of parenting. My God, nobody deserves to grow up in a home like that. <laughs> I would think, though, speaking of of Blake James, that isn't he in quite the catbird seat right now? Because if if everything is true and if the money is there and if the personnel that's been mentioned is willing and available, that Think of think of every job you've had and the worst mistake you've ever made, and now think about those around you saying, "Okay, we will take care of that huge mistake you made." And as much as you've been pilloried lately, you'll be lauded, and everyone will forget about what you did, and you'll be a hero. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's happened. Okay, you're talking. Yeah, I, I figure you're talking about thirty million. I, I'm not sure that somebody has come up with thirty million dollars for Blake to bail himself out of his mess. Like, um, so right. we're, I'm not going to, we're, we're not, uh, you know, I wouldn't take it that far, but somebody should figure out a way to do it and get creative and finance it over 10 years. You, you, you know, you're going to have to sell your soul. You, you might have to make a long-term commitment to a Mario Cristobal, um, something along those lines to, to, to make it happen, but get creative and finance the darn thing. And let's get serious about this football program again and, and let's give the fan base what they deserve and, and instead of the embarrassment that's been going on here for 15 years. Well, that's the way I here. feel about and, it. Being, being in Minnesota and trying to watch every Miami game is, I mean, it's a challenge. I, I can't just tune into the local challenge. I mean, there is, I'm not saying uh, people should throw a parade for me or anything like that, but I invest time. I invest, uh, you know, hours seeking it out and watching these games, and it's frustrating from afar, especially here in Minneapolis, seeing a Gophers program that has been nothing since the '60s, and you're bringing a guy like PJ Fleck, and all of a sudden they're 10 and 2, and they're playing Auburn in a in a New Year's Day bowl. And how many Miami fans right now would be doing cartwheels if we were playing Auburn in in a New Year's Day bowl? And you can't tell me that the Gophers roster is anywhere near as talented as Miami's. But what it comes down to is, number one, a head coach that commands respect of the players, 
And number two, even probably more to the point, winning the games that you should win. Gophers were criticized roundly for having a soft schedule, which was true, but guess what? They, they won all the games they should have won. And you do that and you steal a game that maybe you shouldn't have, now you're 10-2. and two. And when you look at the schedule from this past year, you can't tell me that 10-2 and two wasn't realistic based purely on the games you should have won on talent and effort alone. I predicted nine before the year. I thought they'd win nine. And and they well should have just based upon it. Again, you're not going to win every game by 50, but you don't need to. So what you do is you you beat FIU by 10 points. You beat Georgia Tech. You beat Duke. You you beat the teams that, okay, we're more talented if we put forth the effort. We win. There's no shame in losing to Florida necessarily. Wouldn't have been been shame in losing to Virginia, but – but the the losses they took with the talent they have is, I think, largely reflective on a coaching staff that doesn't command the attention of the players and players not needing to put forth the effort because they know the repercussions aren't there and that we can coast through this thing because what's going to happen, I'm still going to play on Saturday. What are the, What are the other options? No argument, man. So what else you got anyway, for us? Anything I'm else? Frustrated. I'm still frustrated, but again, enjoy the weather. And um, as bad as it is, just think of us up here in the hinterland that are, that are dealing with <laughs> scraping ice from the bottom of the driveway to get out tomorrow. All right, man. Try to stay a little warm, though. I will. Thank you, sir. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go to the uh, 210. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Two one zero. That's you. Hello. All right, ma'am. We're gonna have to get. Gonna have to get you next time. Let's go to the nine one six. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Nine one six. What's everybody washing the dishes? All right, we'll have to get you next time. Let's go to the five zero one. You are live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? How are you, man? Doing great. Who's this? Man from Arkansas. This is Alex from Arkansas, hey. man. What's up, Alex? How you doing hey, tonight? Man, I listen all the time. I hadn't called in a while. And uh, what I wanted to do, man, was just tell you, I went down to the game yesterday and got a chance. To, it was actually a lot more Canes fans than I thought would be there. And uh, my hats was off to them. And, but, of course, Louisiana Tech had the uh, – home field advantage, man, but I just kept waiting. Gary, I've been listening all year, and I kept waiting on my team to show some fight, man. I I kept waiting, and, hell, it just never happened. You know, Mm -hmm. I I can't remember, you know, the last time I've seen so many missed tackles, and it's just, like, horrible. I know they got this new way that they're teaching them to tackle, but, man, gosh, we don't tackle well. And I'm just sitting there looking, man. It, it really and truly looked like that the uh, that Enos had mailed it in a long time ago. Um, I didn't see anything. Uh, LaTeX was hitting us with throwbacks, reverses, jet sweeps, anything that they could because, of course, they knew they couldn't just line up. You know, they hitting us with everything to keep us off balance. Man, we're not doing anything. And it, just, it was just hard to watch, you know, as a Kane fan, but – I'm I'm loyal to them, so I got to stay with them, you know. 
you just can't jump ship just because it's going bad. You can be mad, but you can't jump ship if you're a true fan. But, uh, man, I just wanted to, to, to wanted you to see if you could tell me, give me some light at the end of the tunnel and it not be a train. I don't see it. I honestly don't see it. Like, I, what would you hang your hat on if you wanted to give light at the end of the tunnel? The team got worse as the year went on. The quarterback situation is an absolute disaster. Your best running back just declared for the draft when he shouldn't have. The second team running back looked horrendous in the bowl game. Um, your five-star running back can't get on the field. He's going to probably transfer to Florida. You do have a couple true freshmen coming in that look like they're going to be pretty decent. Um you know, Brevin Jordan was hurt half the year. Uh, you know, the O-line, is there a reason to be optimistic that the O-line's going to be better next year just because they're eight, nine months older? They were horrendous yesterday. They couldn't move Louisiana Tech off the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, you know, the defense, you got no linebackers other than Zach McLeod who have done anything. Uh, your, your, best, your best cornerback just declared for the draft early when he had no business doing so. I I can't I I can't see it. Like I would love to be a, a you know what they call on the message boards a, a sunshine pumper. I would love to be pumping that sunshine all over the place. But but I mean I don't see it. I, I see a program that is coming apart at the seams. I see a board of trustees, an athletic director, and a president that are out to lunch and totally delusional about what's going on here. And I see a fan base. That's residual damage for the whole thing. Right. That has to endure right. all this. Right. And I and I and I see a lot of disrespect along the way that I don't like. Absolutely. So I don't know what to Absolutely. tell you, man. Absolutely. I I'm sitting there, and you know, of course, Kane's fans. You're gonna see them. You come up to them and talk to them. They're all polite, but we all looking the same, man. Because you just see it that you know this just isn't what we're used to seeing. But at the same time, it's been that way for the last 15 years. You know, we'll have, you know, we'll have spots where we'll turn it, look like we turn it around. But man, you know, the guys nowadays, they don't even remember when we were dominant because, you know, they were they weren't even born then. So it's like you know. Let me try something with you. Let me try something with you real quick. If I said to you, I'll give you, I'm going to give you five thousand dollars. To be our sunshine pumping Kane Sport Live, Canesport.com representative. And you're going to pump some sunshine into the Canes Nation right now. And I'm going to give you five grand. Go ahead. I give you the floor. How would you do it? The best advice that I could do, Gary, is tell everybody if, if you're a true Canes fan, which all of us are, and it hurts us right now to see our team like this. But the same way that I boast and brag about the five national championships, the who's who in the Hall of Fame, and the great players that have come through our program, I have to say right now that we just dropped the ball, but we're going to get this shit turned around. And it starts with each one of them. How are we going to do it? it man. How? I mean, shit, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a coach, Pump, I gotta pump like man. Pump I that care. sunshine. How, how are we going to do it? Come on. If I'm a coach, I got to act like I care. I'm sitting there watching them on the sideline. The linebacker, Jack, the one hollering at the players. Nobody's in anybody's face. Ain't nobody chewing ass or nothing. They just sitting there like this is just a, a damn country club. Man, they, they should have been in people's ass long time ago. 
all season long for missed tackles, for missed blocks. You don't come off the sideline and just that shit is okay. That's that's not what we do. That's not what we do, man. And that's what all I right. watched yesterday. That hurt me. So 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 you so so the coaching staff's gonna come back. And they're going to be in your face, and and, and, and and they're going to be demanding more of these kids. All right, go ahead. Come on, let's go. Pump some more sunshine. You already know you're going to get another offensive coordinator. We don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be hard to be worse than the clown that we just ran out of town. He's going to be great, it's isn't he? Be we're going to have a whole new offense. We're going to have a whole new offense. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put up forty points a game on offense. We're gonna have a whole new look, and everything that we saw this year that was so damn mediocre or bad is gonna disappear because we're gonna have a new offensive coordinator that's gonna bring in some new plays, and we're gonna put up forty. Go, keep going. Come on, pump that First sunshine. First thing we're gonna do. First thing we're gonna do is we're gonna get a better damn kicker. That cost us at least two games right there. So you get the guy from FIU if he doesn't go to Alabama. You start. He's in the, the portal. Kicker. He's in the portal. You start with the kicker. That solves some of your problems. That'll give you at least two wins that we fucked off and lost right there. Okay. Right. We're not going to miss field goals next year. We got to get a transfer portal in the quarterback. You just said it. Um, I got my chest chest protruding out now, man. Now I'm fired up. So what are we up to? We're up to what? We're up to about nine nine wins now? Got to get the quarterback situation. Go ahead and tell Nikosi. Go ahead and tell Jared things, but no thanks. We're going to have to move on. And Kick them out. We're going to get rid of the, their, their cancers. We're going to get them out of the program. We're going to go in the portal. We're going we're gonna to find ourselves a grad transfer that can be the starter next year while we groom our young freshmen. All right. That'll, that'll give us another win. Now we're up to 10 wins. Are we winning the Coastal? We could have, no. <laughs> we in the hunt. We're in the hunt right there. We're in the, we're in the hunt. hunt, but we're not winning the coastal. We're in the, All right. we're in the hunt. But I mean, you got to admit the quarterback room and the kicker that killed us. The quarterback room and the kicker. If you have, any football fan knows, if you got several quarterbacks, you don't have none. And nobody stepped up. They didn't show leadership. I mean, you know, for whatever reason, they just pretty much threw in the towel. It looks like. And I know on the outside looking in, you're not going to know everything, but shit, body language and optics say a lot from what I'm watching. And it looks like people just gave up. All right, man. You did a great job, and I hope next time you get to go out and see the Canes that they really do look different. Because, uh, you know, well, I, I like your. They were too close for me to pass up and not go down there. So, you know, I had to go down there and be supportive. You know, it's, it's not all of the kids' fault. How many hours Some did you drive? How, how long, how long did it take you to get to Shreveport? How many hours? Uh, two and a half, three. Uh, that's not so too it bad. Wasn't a long ride. That's yeah, not too bad. I remember, I'm trying to remember his name, but last year, at the, I'll never forget the look on this guy's face at the Pinstripe Bowl last year. You, you've probably seen him on TV, the guy that, that – dresses himself up in like the devil mask or whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah. I mean, that guy goes to every yeah. game. And I remember last year to get to the pinstripe bowl, he drove something like 12 hours. He lives in Tampa and 
the the look on that guy's face after the game, I, I saw him. He was just walking around outside Yankee Stadium aimlessly. And I have never felt worse for somebody in my life. I will, I will never forget that moment, man. That poor guy. And 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 then and then then he's got to come back this year and do it all over again and, and have a team that does worse. And and that that's what I want to see change, man. Yeah. He stood up that, the whole game on the rail and sat there does. and watched. He took pictures with kids. He took pictures with fans. He stood yep. up the whole time. He was there. It's for guys like that. That's that's why I'm pounding the tables, man. I'm doing everything to, because this because this is ridiculous. What's going on here? And and somebody somebody's got to stand up. And not everybody gets to have the voice. And and you know what? So I'm trying to do my part because this is absolutely insanity. What's going on? Well, let me ask you this, and I'm gonna go ahead and get out out of here. Let me ask you this. At this point. We all know that Blake has made a mistake. Is it pride that's stopping him from saying, hey, y'all, I messed up? I don't know. I messed up. I don't know if Let it's pride. Think. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's denial. I don't know what it is. He can't be that stupid. He can't be. It has to be pride or ego because you can't be that stupid to think this is working. You can't be. I wouldn't think you so. Can't be. You know, so my thing is, why not listen to people who are sitting here offering sound advice, who've been around the program, who know the history, thick and thin. Man, you sitting here every week, and we come on, and I listen to you every week. And if I'm listening to you in Arkansas, I know damn well he can listen to you in Miami. So he ain't doing It's either pride or ego, because anybody can see. Man, it's, it's kids running around yesterday talking about Enos has to go. Enos has to go. I'm like, well, if everybody can see it, but it's more than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. And I don't understand why the people and the powers that be are going to sit there on their hands and not listen to sound advice from people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. And it can't get any worse than what you already then gave us. The product that you're giving us now, it can't get worse. Shit, no. we losing to everybody now. People that shouldn't even be on the field playing against us, we lose. It, 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 it is absolutely unbelievable. If you told me Thanks. that Miami would lose to FIU and Louisiana Tech in the last three games of a season, I would have looked at you like you are out of your freaking mind. I mean, and, 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 we, and we just take it here like we're like it's, uh, it's supposed to be business as usual. No big deal. Let's just move on. Let's let's replace our offensive coordinator, and everything's going to be better. Um, everybody, shut up. Everybody, shut up. Stop complaining. Cut, cut the noise. Everything. Yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, I it's 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 just astonishing to me. But anyway, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you for being such a great fan, and um, thanks for making those trips. And and and, and I hope that. I hope the day comes soon, man, that you can make that drive to go see the Canes, and they look like the Canes. Thank you, man. I appreciate everything you do, man. Keep it up. You got it, man. Thank you. Let's go to the 914. You're on Cane Sport Live. 914, you with us? Going once, going twice, or right next time. Looks like we're going to Australia. I, I, I have a feeling this is this is our man, Bermuda. Uh, I'm seeing a funky number here on the board. Is that you, Bermuda? That's me, mate. How are you? All right, mate. What's happening down under over there? 
Uh, it's burning down here. Burning. Did you get to watch the Independence Bowl? Did, yeah, did they show the Independence yeah. Bowl on TV in Australia? You know what the funny thing was? It was the only time this season they've actually shown it. I think that was only because there was nothing else to watch on. So we had ESPN that showed it. And oh, I didn't good. watch it, thank God. Oh, oh good. Yeah, well, then that's, that's even better. I, I recorded it. I recorded it, and then uh, you know I kind of couldn't help but see it on um, whatever social media. So, no, I didn't. I haven't bothered looking at it. I'm I'm kind of like everybody else. I, I you know followed this thing for too long, and it's just heartbreaking to watch this. But um, you know, I, I, I what I'm, what surprises me, Gary, is that you know I've I've always hated this Blake guy, right? For a long, long time, I've been pretty vocal about it, and I think the buck stops with him. You know. Um, but what I don't understand is this, the idea that watching this program go to hell in a handbasket is going to cost the university millions of dollars. So it's it's one thing to say, you know, $30 million we've got to invest. I mean, what's the alternative? Can you imagine what's going to happen next year um, oh. from a commercial point of view, University of Miami, if it's not already – the damage has not already been done? I mean, what's going to happen next year is, is Blake's going to be sitting there praying that Manny wins nine games so he doesn't have to fire him and he can go to another year. That's what's really going to happen. I'm, I mean, I know that things have changed a lot, but I can tell you when I went to University of Miami, I remember some of those Notre Dame trips and guys renting Winnebago's and going downtown and, and uh, up there and, and the stuff that was, oh, Jesus, the signs and things that they were taking up with them. But in our day back then, James Blake would beg to retire within about three weeks from now. I mean, the guy would not leave the house. And I just don't understand how the guy is actually able to kind of meander on and off campus. And, there's nobody and not, that cares. And, 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 like, he doesn't really have a boss. I mean, like, there's nobody that cares about what he does. It's not like he walked into the Hex Center today and, and Julio Frank was waiting for him in the lobby and said, we got, Blake, we need to talk. I mean, no, this is not a, Julio Frank's probably on, on vacation in South America or something. Like, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Surely, this, I mean, people can, I mean, look, I'm, I'm actually flying to Miami tomorrow. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what my group of guys down there, um, you know, what the kind of feeling is. I mean, I talk to them and stuff on this thing and Skype and everything. But but I'm just curious to see how his life is, is even, you know, how – I mean, I, I'm not even talking about Frank. I'm talking about, like, student body going out. You know, I'm talking about the kind of stuff that you go to restaurants and you just don't go out anymore because if a guy shows up at a restaurant – you know, he's not going to leave the house. Now, that's what I'm yeah. really surprised at. Like how just to make this too big stuff, of a city. Pe- and- People don't know who he is. People don't really care. Yeah, uh, you know, the know, the, the, the hard, the hardcore fans of the fan base, they, they know who he is. But our fan base is so spread out. It's not like that in Miami. And honestly, it shouldn't yeah, be. So I mean, uh, you know, a guy's failures in his job as athletic director shouldn't impact him going out to eat with his family. I mean, they're, you know, that, that that's over the line. So. No, I mean, I agree with you in a way, but I mean, the, 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 the callous arrogance of the guy, right? I mean, in that respect, I think he takes a lot away from a lot of people that, that you know, that get a lot of joy out of University of Miami football. And and the fact that a guy like him, like Golden, when he, you know, decided that he was going to keep his buddy, I, I do think that they, there is a line that you step over that kind of subjects you to that sort of thing, though. I mean, I totally agree with you, but, um, you know, the, How do we again, keep we getting stuck with this? I mean, you're making a great point. How do we keep getting stuck uh, 
with these type of situations? Uh, I don't know. I mean, every it's it's a different world now, as you know. I mean, it's you know, the dollars. Gold, you know, Golden refusing dollars. to refusing to admit he made a mistake with D'Onofrio. Mark Richt refusing mm-hmm. to admit he made a mistake bringing his son onto the staff and and not hiring an offensive coordinator. Blake James refusing to admit that he made a mistake by not doing a proper coaching search last year and seeing who was out there and what they had to say and making sure he hired the best coach for this program. Why do we keep getting stuck you know, in these can, situations? Yeah. But the thing is with Blake, which is a unique situation, is this guy could go from zero to hero in 25 minutes. I mean, yes, he, he could. can make a couple of calls. He could literally turn around right now and say, you know what? I'm the head honcho here. Manny, you got a choice. You do this or you do that. I don't give a shit either one. You make up your own mind. We're going to go and approach a guy like Urban Meyer. We're going to offer him the keys. I don't really care what you know Urban needs, and you know half of it's going to be the recruiting to finally get you know a decent recruiting system going where you can actually compete with the SEC. But um, that's another story. But I mean, these and actually on that note, I'm interested what you think. I mean, with with this whole commercialization and now and these players now being able to accept money. I mean, if Miami doesn't completely shoot themselves in the foot, you know, there's an opportunity to really sell Miami a big market, you know, to these kids now. If they got if they got their ducks in a row, you know, there is something still salvageable here, I guess. Um, you know, like a guy like Mario, I would imagine, would probably think that he could come in and maybe straighten the ship out a bit. I don't know. No doubt. I, I mean, know. there's no doubt he, he he would think he could, and there's no doubt that he could. And you put him in the building with Alonzo Highsmith helping out and building relationships with parents and things like that. It would it would be a, it would just be a, a a great breath of fresh air, and it could happen. It could and happen, Blake like you like said. And, and Blake would look like a hero that he did it. He was he went out and got oh. it done. And and Absolutely. you know we talked to him about this in October on Kane Sport Live when he came on Kane Sport Live. And I point blank. I asked him about Alonzo Highsmith. I asked him if he would, if he, and this was before they lost to FIU and Louisiana Tech. I said, Blake, what if you made a major mistake here? Like, can you own it? Can you admit to it? Can you do something about it? Like, he. I think we saw his stripes though on that. We saw, yeah. we saw him when you did, when you did that interview. His back was so halfway through it, you could tell the guy was going. Other than to just hang up and pretend that my phone just died on me, he was stuck in that conversation with you. I thought it was great. No, he wasn't stuck I, I was because there. because I told, he knew he knew that that the questions were coming from the fans, and he knew they were not going to be softball questions. He knew that, so he wasn't blindsided. Because I wouldn't do that kind yeah, of interview. Yeah. If I'm not going to do a real interview, yeah. I'm not doing. I'm not doing it. Like, you know, he so he he knew. He knew, and I I told him. Yeah, and that's why I think. Yeah, I think it's great that you're not bringing um, Highsmith on. I I totally agree with that. There's no reason for these guys to sit down and and pretend that you know that they're overly concerned. They've got great jobs already. These guys, they don't. Need yeah, to I mean, I'm not show. bringing Alonzo Highsmith on the show to act like he's begging for a phone call from Blake James. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You know, that's the, he shouldn't have to beg. He shouldn't have to beg for a phone call from Blake James. That phone call should have been made in October. When it was first presented to Blake, it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I a joke. Really it's, disres- it's, it's disrespectful yeah. and it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, I can completely see where you are because you sit back, you know, if you've got more than a fifth grade education and you sit and you go, okay, well, there's money involved here, so you follow the money. So, reasonably, if you're going to have anybody come to the stadium or support the university or donate money, 
you, you can understand that you would think that there was somebody in the room that has, and that's why Blake is useless, because if he would just turn around, like face the other way and just say on a financial point, I mean, I, the guys that I know that, that donate money to the University of Miami that are down in Miami, I know that all of them aren't donating next year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if they could get their money back, they would. But, they, but you know, those guys just alone, and that's just a little handful, not like the big, big guys. The amount of money, could you imagine if they put the hat around right now and just said, look, this is what we want to do. We need $30 million, and most of it's already written off anyway. So. Yeah, they I mean, wouldn't they be able to raise thirty million. So I don't think I don't think I don't think they would be able to raise thirty million for for something like this. But mm-hmm. I, but I do think they could. I do think they could raise half of it. And and I think if you yeah. get to half, that the university could dip into its pockets a little bit and put up the other half. And I think you could solve the problems that this program has in a day. And and then get competent right, people it, in there. Let them go to work. Everybody shuts up. And if we lose a game or two next year because the team's just not good enough, which it's not yet. Everybody just shuts up, lets these guys go to work, knowing that a couple of years down the road, you're going you're gonna to be as good as anybody. But what are they going to lose next year? This is my point. Not necessarily can they find the money, but can they afford not to do it in the fact that next year, how many – I mean, again, I don't, I'm not privy to the budget. I don't know. But imagine the amount of money or the loss of revenue they're going to get from donations. Imagine ticket sales. However, else that they we'll see. I mean, people tend to talk and and not follow through on those kind of things. Just from my experience, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm never buying tickets again. I'm not going to the games." But you know, when 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 October when it's when September comes around, they want to be at the games. You know, we're fans. Everyone, everyone. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. But but you know, I think they're counting on that. You know that that it's all a bunch of a bluster. You know, and, and until they're smacked in, in the face with otherwise, uh, you know, I think that that's the way it's going to be. And, um, you know, if Blake's listening right now, I mean, the only recommendation I would make is start treating people with respect. OK, you don't want to hire somebody, don't hire them, but at least listen to them and hear what they have to say, because maybe just maybe you might get an idea or two that helps you do your job better. That's what I would say. Yeah, well, so, let's hope. I think they're going to hit the portal pretty hard. I think you're right. I think we're going to have a couple of friends, OLs and hopefully a quarterback. I don't think – look, I mean, at the end of the day, before I let you get other callers, at the end of the day, though, I, I, could you not have coached – I mean, you've got guys that are four-star average, let's say, a couple of fives sprinkled in and a bunch of three-star. I mean, those last three games – you know, you, you remember guys like Ed Reed who basically look at Erickson who didn't want to come out of the locker room in the second half of that national championship game. And you got a guy like Ed Reed turning around saying, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. You know, those – I'm not saying we we have any of those or, you know, or we no. need 11 of them. But, I mean, those guys should be able to win these games. I mean, literally, you should go back to seven on seven and say, you know what, you've only got one guy in front of you. So I, I find it hard, and I tell you know, again, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable as a lot of your callers in the in that day to day stuff and the rump this, but there's got to be much more much more problems. I mean, in South Florida, I, that whole football thing, they they should turn it into a parking lot, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's been like that ever since I can remember. You, you'd never lose guys from Texas and all a couple to Oklahoma, but that South Florida situation is such a shame. But Anyway, they still should win those games. I'm sorry. I don't care how bad that Enios is or whatever, but they should win those games. But, you know, anyway. Yep. Oh, well. All right, from you. Thank you, man. Just depressing. All the best. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, I'm bye.
All right, man, that's Bermuda, Bermuda Cane. All the way from Australia. Um, appreciate him calling in. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 352. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Who's this? Hey, this is Ryan. Uh, I hey, was on hey, the for the first time. I was on the plane for the first half of your uh, of your show, but listen, we what's the pressure point on Blake? This is all Blake. It all starts with Blake, and it all yeah. ends with Blake. It there does. has to be a pressure point with him. Where, There's no where, pressure where point. There's no pressure because point. I've written him. I've written him, and I've called him. He doesn't call me back, and and I've met the guy before. Uh, he doesn't return emails. He doesn't return phone calls. There has to be a pressure point at some point. How do you get to him? I mean, have you spoken to him since he came on the show last? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. Is, does he like? Does he respond to you? Does he respond to your emails and your phone calls? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we debate, we have dialogue. Yeah, I mean, you know, Blake and I have always had a good relationship. Um, you know, I'm sure and, he's not real happy with me right now. It's been a rough year, but do you think you know? I mean, to the it, show? I I have I have no idea. I mean, if he if he doesn't, he's 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 making a mistake because you guys you guys are the voice of the fan base. You guys are the pulse of the people that he should care about as athletic director. So if he listens well, to anything every week, it should be this show because he should want to hear what you guys have to say. If if he were to call in right now and you were to ask him why are you so reluctant? to get Alonzo down here, what is his answer? Because everybody, you keep saying he doesn't want to do it, and I just don't understand why. You, if you come I up think, with a good reason, I think okay, he's scared. I think he's, I think he's scared. You know, I think he's scared to find out what he doesn't know. Like, I think he's scared to have, uh, you know, somebody with a, an alpha personality, you know, walk into his building. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, I, you know, I joke around. It's, you know, you think, they think they're running Riviera Country Club over there. I mean, it's like, it, 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 it has, it's, 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 I mean, it's like, a, it's, you're a member? No, oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean that like offensively. I just mean like, it's like he's running a country club. Like, there's nobody like saying this is not acceptable. He's not. He's not calling Manny into his office and saying, you know, Manny, you're not getting the job done. Um, you know, you know, you bet you, you better do better in this bowl game, or else I'm gonna have to make a move. Or you know, like, there's nothing like that. Like, it, it's a damn country club. Well, do you think the board, somebody on the board, who's the, who's the point person on the board that is in his ear on these things? There is no point person. There is no such thing. The guy that's supposed to be the point person is a guy named David Epstein. He was missing in action on the day when he was needed most. And that was December 30th, 2018, when Blake decided that when Mark Rick retired, that he was not going to do a coaching search and he was going to go pay Temple $4 million and just hand Manny Diaz this job without any kind of search and really any type of resume that would would seem to suggest that, that Manny should have gotten this job. Where's Epstein now? I mean, is Epstein not there hiding. saying, hey, why don't He's you hiding. give Alonzo a call? 
He's hiding. Why don't you? How about demanding that he gives Alonzo a call? How about doing it six weeks ago? How about getting Alonzo in the building so that he could have vetted the last recruiting class? Because we've been signing recruiting classes for years that are totally devoid of impact football players. How about letting a guy that's been an NFL personnel for 20 years, let him come into the building and vet every single kid that's going to be part of the recruiting class and make sure you're taking the right guys. Is that there any point of, of in October? Epstein trying to get him on the okay, try getting Epstein on the show. He's not I coming mean, on the show. I, I, honestly, I don't really know Epstein. I I don't have a relationship with Epstein. So I mean, I could try to find him and and ask him to come on the show. He's not be the, the the guy is invisible. He's not like I can't even represent him as somebody who's intricately involved in the program because I don't know anything he does. Yeah. I mean, when you think about all the other schools out there that are successful or trying to be successful, you hear about board of trustee members, big boosters that bust down doors and, you know, try to dictate what they think needs to be done. And while on some respects that's not a great thing, but in other respects it is a good thing because you have somebody actually moving the needle, and nobody's moving the needle here. And there's a number of people out there that talk about putting up billboards, and it's gotten a lot of flack and all that stuff. That's what needs to be done. That's well, here's what I can tell you guys. Else. Here's what I can. Here's what I can tell you. There are people trying to move, trying to move the needle. Okay, it, it's not hopeless. It's not like there's nobody trying to move the needle. The problem is there's not enough of them. Okay, so if it's just a few people. It's very easy to dismiss them. It's very easy to ignore them. It's very easy to not answer their emails or, or, or return their phone calls or things like that when there's only a couple people. It's very, it's very, you know, there's not enough to create enough of an impact to mandate change here. The, the, Other the, than the, us the no- sending emails to Debbie uh, Gentry, who never get, who never responds, and you get auto responses, and then you send an email to Blake, and he never responds. What else are there people to do, if anything? Well, that's what they're counting on. <laughs> that's 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 why you yeah. have what you have. <laughs> yeah. You know, and All then right, you man. got you well, know, you know. I mean, listen, we pound the tables, we do what we can, but like they don't have to listen. It's got to be more. It can't just be an email or a phone call that doesn't go returned. It's got to be billboards. It's got to be whatever you got to do to get in these people's faces and ears to make them listen because I, I can't I can't deal with this anymore. It has been going on too long, and it's just no fun. It is well, there wasn't no there. Fun. There's a group out there trying to put a billboard together. But I don't. I think they're a little oh. short. Uh, last time I checked, they had oh, like forty five. They had forty five hundred dollars raised, and I think they're trying to hit seven thousand. If they're legit, I don't know, but I, I, there was one group trying to get a billboard done. Well, but, I will I will gladly chip in if we if they post it again. I'll I'll happily you know, chip in. There's other people that want to pick it outside the hex center, you know. I you know I don't know. Well, at some point you got to take things in your own hands because sitting around and hope hope is not a business model. Hope is not a way to run a football program. And if Blake James is sitting there hoping, he is committing even more malpractice than he already has. And believe you me, well, this has been nothing let, of malpractice. Let me ask you the same and thing I'm I asked somebody. Lawyer. I'm a malpractice let, lawyer. I can tell you when I see it. 
Well, let me ask you the same question I asked somebody a few calls ago. Um, if I said to you, I'll give you $5,000, I want you to be the sunshine-pumping representative for Kane Sport Live and KaneSport.com. I want you to pump sunshine into everybody and tell us why next year, 2020, is going to be great for the Miami Hurricanes and Miami Hurricane fans, what would you tell me? I couldn't because it's not. You can't I couldn't just, either. You can't just put I, in – you, you can't just put in Mike Bobo or whoever the hell that he was thinking. I mean, the fact that he called Mike Bobo is the biggest indictment on this guy that anybody should ever think about at this point. That guy's washed up and was horrible for many, many years. And, and it doesn't change the reality that we're in at this point. Well, I couldn't do it either. And, and, and the fact that, 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 that we can't find a way to pump sunshine legitimately tells you all you need to know it's a broken program it's a broken program it's a program in crisis and the people that are in charge that have the power to do something about it are asleep at the wheel and delusional and are just ignoring the problem and everybody's stuck until that changes all right. everybody's stuck well, I'm going to let you go and get to the rest of the callers, but uh, everybody needs to get out there, pound the pavement, do do whatever they got to do other than just sending letters, put up billboards, and, which I'm happy to contribute to, but you got to get in people's ears on these things. All right, man. Hey, thanks for your call. We'll, we'll uh, catch up with you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Let's go out to the 540. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Doing great. Who's this? Uh, this is Jason. Hey, what's up, Jason? What you got for us tonight? Well, uh, I just want to give you props again. You know, you've been calling a lot of things, and you called it on Blake James. I remember when uh, Sean, Ar- Sean Eichhorst left and uh, Blake was getting the job, your uh, thing on the message board you were saying was that he came from Maine and that his, the question on him was, can he lead a big program? And I think the, uh, the person that put him, he can't. And it's um it's it's just really disappointing with him. I mean, I I'm just gonna I agree with a lot of what people have said. You know, I could say fire Blake James, but you know, everyone's saying that, and it just seems like this guy is just also in over his head. He's into his, his prize getting in his way. The only thing I can think of is that he in that interview that that you told us that he had to exit interview with Manny Diaz that. He just was so blown away with this interview that he's just so mesmerized by Manny. He just wants to prove himself right, and that he believes in Manny. He doesn't want to admit he's wrong. And it's it's even more dangerous that there's no there's no power structure in the, uh, in the university to hold him accountable. Now I don't know if there's a class in if the business school is good there or not, but maybe there's a class in the business school of how not to run a program. And they have Blake James as the picture, and his picture in the textbook. Because this is a shit show, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing there. Okay, what's going on down there, man? We should be we're six and seven. Sorry, not, not at you. I'm just saying, man. What in the world? Six and what seven, and, 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 fortunate, and fortunate to be six and seven. Exactly. And then he gets on there and he says that we're going to contend for You know what? If Blake James was come on the, the show tonight, I I know what he'd say. He'd say, well, Manny's building a foundation and that we're we're here to support him and contend for championships and go Canes. I mean, 
He's oh, I, I, I invited him. I, I wanted to give him a chance to, to, to speak to you guys and, and state his case because I know everybody's angry at him. And, um, you know, he, he declined. So. See, the thing, well, I, I agree with what the previous caller said. He can immediately be the hero if he wants to. Absolutely. In five seconds, he could be a hero to everybody just by getting off his butt and doing something significant yeah. and giving the and giving this program hope so that even if we want to be sunshine pumpers, we got something to work with. Can you tell me, like, what what is his issue with Mario? Like, he ignored him. He's, he's scared he, of him, I think. I, I think, I, I think um, yeah. listen, Mario's not for everybody, man. Mario is the most kick-ass a human being I have ever met in my life. Okay. That guy is relentless. That guy is the most driven individual I've ever met in my life, ever seen work. Um, the most tireless worker and a guy refu- who refuses to fail. Okay. And he's not for everybody. He moves at a very fast pace. He demands a lot. And, you know, you either embrace it and you're with them or you're going to have a hard time with them. And, um, you know, I hear stories from out at Oregon, you know, Mario will be sitting there at, at, you know, at 11, 12 o'clock at night when he's already been, when he showed up at five in the morning and, he, you know, he's on his 19th hour of the day and the athletic director out there, a guy named Rob Mullins, who's one of the up and coming, you know, superstars of athletic administration He'll still be in the building, and we'll show up and show up down at the football wing or offices or whatever it is down there, and and you know start mixing it up with the coaches and 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 and, and this and that and whatever. It's like you know that's the kind of of of, of pace and everything that Mario works under, and it's not for everybody. And I think Blake, you know, Blake's not an alpha male. You know, Blake is not a that kind of dude. And, yeah. you know, maybe he's intimidated by Mario. I don't know. I think he's a damn fool because yeah. to my eye, there is nobody better equipped with the toolbox that he, that he would need to succeed at the University of Miami than Mario Cristobal. I can't think of anybody even close out there in coaching. Doesn't mean there yeah. isn't somebody, but... Blake, Blake can still succeed... Well, he, he could have still succeeded as an athletic director not being an alpha male, but good, good leadership is that you bring in people who who um, who can do their job and you don't care about what their personality is. And you you know that they can do their job and they get it done, and you hold them accountable, But and they also push your program to be the best it can be. And you understand that you're not – they're going to do things that you maybe you don't understand and that you don't but – but it's not his job. He's supposed to hire the guy to do – do the work, and he needs to get out of the way and hire the right person. Listen, he could he could get a deal done in about five minutes with Alonzo Highsmith. He could step back, let Alonzo Highsmith do his job, and let Alonzo Highsmith go out and get Mario. Let Mario go out and put a world-class coaching staff together, and Blake James could sit back in his office with his feet up on his desk and watch these guys go to work and be the greatest hero that you could ever want to be. Yeah. And instead, and instead he wants to sit there and blow smoke up people's butts with ridiculous tweets that he sends out that people laugh at that are carbon yeah. copies. They're, they're putting them side by side to the nonsense that he sent out last year. 
um, and they're ridiculing yeah. him and 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 talking about how incompetent he is. Now, like, it, it, you know, that's his that's his choice. I mean, you know, he he could be a hero if he wanted to be. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I, you know, we we can only we can pound the table. We could throw advice out. Um, I don't say anything yeah. on this show that I don't say to Blake's face, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, 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 I've always yeah. liked Blake. I, I, I've known his wife, you know, from the time she was back when she was an athlete and she was, you know, very nice lady. And, and, and the whole thing, I want to see Blake succeed. I really, really do. Um, but my judgment isn't clouded by that. And my judgment from what I'm watching right now is a total shit show. And he's it not is. doing anything about it, and he's taking the whole damn program down with him. That's what I see. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this. In your uh, – I think it was 7.30 post this morning, you said something about uh, about 50-50 if he was coming back. And then what – Well, there's a lot of people that don't that, – that, there's a lot of people that don't want him back. Like, they think he needs to go. Um, so, there's a, there's, there, there are a lot of people out there that feel that way right now. But it's still not enough, you're saying? Well, who's going to – like like the, the president doesn't want to replace him. The board of trustees, you know, don't want to replace him. Blake's – he's run a decent athletic department. Um, he's raised a lot of money. He, you know, he, he's built facilities. Uh, he's done good things as an athletic director. This was his first big mis- misstep, and he's, and he's not being smart enough to fix it quickly. He's letting it stain all of the good things that he did. Do you think – uh, outside chance he might be waiting till after the first of the year to do something, or is that just no? There's no reason to wait. I mean, look, there was an excuse. Oh, signing day is coming up. I don't want to do anything to disrupt signing day. Okay, you wait. Okay, December 18th comes and goes. All right, now there's the bowl game in a week. All right, we'll evaluate everything after the bowl game. All right, the bowl game came and went yesterday. Now it's time to go to work. You don't have too many days to waste. Um, all right, so you fired Dan Enos today. All right, fine. You know, I think it was pretty much met with a yawn, quite frankly. Like, I don't think, yeah. you know, I think people were happy that he, they fired Danny Nose. I don't think anybody is deceiving themselves that that one move alone is going to change the face of the program. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. comes. We'll see what comes down the road comes next. Well, every I day, every, every, every day is a new day, man. All we can do is try yeah. and, and pound the table a little bit. So we'll see. I said this last time I came on, but uh, I think we're just, you know, six, eight ones a year, maybe eight, but mostly six, seven ones a year from now on. Yeah, and maybe that's good enough for them. Maybe yep. it is. It might not be good enough for you or me or, or everybody else out here, but maybe for them that's okay because they're not showing us that it's not okay. So we'll see. No. All right, man. No. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All i got right. one more call I want to get on here in the last five minutes. So right, um, thank thanks you. for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next time. Great call. All right, last call tonight. Let's go to the 368. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Oh, I'm sorry, 386. I apologize. 386. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? 386. Going once. Going twice. All right, we'll get you next time. Uh, guys, just remember, if you don't want to come on the show, do not hit the one on your keypad. Because when you do hit the one, it puts you in the queue. I try to bring you on, and then there's silence. So um, anyway, guys, great show, phenomenal show tonight. I want to thank Dr. Claude Jones and Bruce Warner for joining us in the Sicilian Oven Point Counterpoint uh, segment. Uh, Obviously, want to uh, 
thank Sicilian Oven for once again sponsoring the show. As you know, there's uh, six locations throughout South Florida. The Plantation location at the Fountains Complex off University, um, the Aventura location, 205th and Biscayne, the Lighthouse Point location at the Shops at Beacon Light, um, Coral Springs location, Sample Road, 101st, the Boca Raton location, and the Fort Lauderdale location, Oakland Park Boulevard, just west of Bayview in Fort Lauderdale. It's SicilianOven.com. Check them out. Um, you will not only love the taste at Sicilian Oven, you will taste the love. Um, We'll see how things go here. I don't know when the next show is going to be. Um, you know, we'll just kind of see if there's anything that develops that's worthy of us reconvening. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll definitely do it again before spring practice starts. And um, keep uh, hanging out on the message boards. We're grinding every day. Keep you informed on what's happening in the program, what people are saying. And, um, you know, we'll go from here. Hopefully, Blake James wakes up one morning and sees the light and calls Alonzo Highsmith. And here's what he has to say. Um, I think he'll be, he'll be enlightened to find out what the real situation is with his football program. And we'll see if that inspires some change. Maybe he will muster the will to bring Alonzo in as a general manager and give Alonzo the power to make moves and bring in some higher qualified people that can make a difference in Miami football, you know, personnel people that know what they're looking for in prospects so that we can upgrade the level of player that's being recruited and establish protocols for recruiting players as opposed to just grab bag recruiting, which has been going on for way too long. He can, maybe he can improve the relationships in the community, get the high school coaches back on board, get the youth league coaches back on board to help build bonds with these kids and their families so that when it comes time for them to be recruited to Miami, we're not seeing uh, what we saw at South Dade High on signing day with a Miami kid sitting in a Miami high school full of Miami students clowning the University of Miami and everybody cheering it. It was a horrifying scene. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So, all these things are what I'm seeing. I know I'm being a little tough on some of the individuals, but I think the situation warrants it. This is a crisis. There's no other way to describe it, and it needs to be treated like a crisis. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. I hope um, that the last three hours have enlightened you a little bit. And um, until next time, I'm just going to say good night, everybody. 